This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Catch up, niggas. Damn, you fingering them hoes. How you gave them that? All them all came with the alligator strap. Sick of your niggas with your now or later raps. Rap about it now. Hope you get it later. Do a couple shows. Hope you niggas are saving up. I show you how to do this, son. With this particular watch, be a one of one. That means none before it, none to come. The homie that's rapping be the only one that has it. I show you how to do this, son. You ain't heard I push the six when the fives is out. You can't fight me in the Porsche. I box you out. I show you how to do this, son. We don't drive X-Files. We give them the baby mamas. Push the big top that's shaped like a Kansas chicken snack box. I get it cracking when I'm backing out the garage. The 360 drop barrage. Shut down Manhattan. Fuck it, low like fuck it. Oh, fuck is a Kansas chicken snack box, nigga. Yo, this is a random ass fact. That nigga could not say Kentucky. When this song was uh, recorded, Jay Z wasn't necessarily living his life. Mm-hmm. Um, not like on some shot shit. Yeah, he wasn't broke. But the um, <laughs> that we don't drive the BM, we give him X five. Yeah, like that was um, Big's car that he gave to his baby mama yeah, and shit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. How Dame says it, like we bring around the cool Harlem niggas, yeah. and he rapped about our life until Jay was man, Jay. Man, crazy. Um, so you saying Jay stole something from Big? <laughs> <laughs> Another Big? Oh, oh Big! I know who you talking about. That's funny. Let's go. Hold up, man. I think my part was coming up. Hold up. I show you how to do this, son. Nigga, I'm a check writer, your royalty receivers. Y'all eating off per diem on the low like a Caesar. Pay your taxes, y'all niggas hustling backwards. Y'all niggas potting backwards. And it's a bastard. Be clear. Be clear. I only steal from niggas named Big. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Week in Culture, episode 137. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. The 40 God. We in the building with the 40s. If you've seen my Insta story, you know it's finna be a problem. And I got my dog with me, Jay. What up, dog? Uh, what up? What up? What up? It's your man, Jay Johnson. Um... I am a 40 lieutenant. Hey, uh, I'm not going hey. to the God side. What's underneath a God? What's a king? What's a king? What's I'm a king. king. Oh, my What's God. What's a king up, to a nigga. God? Let's run this shit back, nigga. We need some more music. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I didn't realize our music was a vibe like that, man. We'll get into hey, it. Man. We'll, we'll get oh, into we going to talk about it, dog. But I've been riding. I've been riding to. I've been riding to them this week in culture. This week, I'll just say that. Hey man, that's a beautiful fucking playlist, dog. Where the fuck is uh? What's a king to? Yeah, a god? What's a king to a god? What's, what's a king a, to uh, a mob? What's a mob what, to a king? What's a god? I don't know. To man. A, hold up, find man. Hold up. Song. Where the fuck <laughs> is the album though? Wait, is do it I under gotta Kanye go to title or is it under? Uh, hold up. Do I gotta go to title? Let me see. Wait a minute. While y'all wait a minute for us to get this watch the throne pulled up, let me tell y'all that um we just had a phenomenal 
podcast yes. by the way yeah, um did. shout out to tce man we appreciate y'all boys having us on man and my baby's over there dog we the really appreciate experience it experience podcast facts, follow them man. at tce pod on um everything that matters facts okay hold up here we go here we go right back we're running it right back In anything, I don't believe you niggas in anything. Y'all niggas is afraid to pod. All right, all right. No pods in the wild. No pods in the fucking wild, man. What up? What up? What up? Episode 137 of This Week in Culture. This week we review episode eight of Power Book Two, season one. Um Fucking, this was actually not a bad episode. I can't even lie. This episode was kind of aight. We're going to get more into that later. But first of all, we want to thank all the listeners, all the supporters, everybody who rock with us. We got a lot of shit to pack in today. Um, this is the episode before Christmas, so we got to get you all these gifts. Donations, nigga. Yes. Um, yeah, man. We want to thank everybody who fucking with the culture, man. Everybody who rocked with last week's episode. We appreciate you. Thank you for the love as usual, man. Always good to know that y'all fucking with us. Thank you to everybody who hits us and be like, yo, I have zero interest in power except y'all's podcast. Yo, good good looking out. Like, man, like Courtney. You may or may not be listening to the pod at this point because we didn't say some things, you know, that that's weren't. A nice little, that's a nice speech you got there, my brother. I appreciate you, bro. Hey. I appreciate you, bro. You know, hey, I, I keep just, it low, but I keep I it, just, you know. I just noticed that. This nigga Jay pulled the strap when y'all hey. y'all ain't see it. That nigga up the fucking blicky on me. You hey. That nigga said, that's a nice little joint. <laughs> 14 keys in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got 14 keys right there. <laughs> Oh, that nigga shit. Mitch didn't even know who Mitch said. Yeah, I got 14 kids. Like, nigga, don't answer him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's going to be one of these pods, man. Jay been off the Remy. I've been off the 40. I'm halfway through my 40 no, right this now. This is actually Devil's Nectar. Oh, oh boy. You Henny. off the Henny, boy. Yeah. Okay. This I didn't a, know. This Henny from de- a day old Henny. Oh, my <laughs> God. That nigga drinking death, nigga. Yeah, I got in the car this morning. <laughs> my shit smelled like the South of France, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> she smell like kayak France, nigga. Oh, I can just tell y'all right now, it's about to be a long episode for y'all, man. But um, everybody who fuck with the culture, we appreciate y'all always holding us down. Follow us at This Week in Culture on all the socials. Send us your Blackberry letters and all your voice notes on thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. Let's get it, man. Um, First, E40 and Too Short, bro. Was you tapped in? Did you get into it? Did you see any of that shit? I, I didn't see the whole thing. Um, I did not. I, I was, saw uh, highlights. Last night I had a gig um, and I was out, you know, taking pictures and yeah, yeah. doing some videography and shit. Um, I only tapped in for a hot second. Okay. And as soon as I tapped in via Apple Music, I seen Too Short and um, E-40 um, give a shout out to the city of Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Talking about love. nigga say he be here on Seven Mile, on the East Side, West Side, and then Short Dog. I mean, Shorty was saying all that shit, and then Forty started talking about how he get down with Detroit. And Man. I was like, I was kind of satisfied after that. Yeah. And my order came up at um Captain J, so I had turned <laughs> <laughs> I had turned that shit up. I was tired, boss. So I had just, but uh, I took some great fucking pictures. 
Hey, that's what's up, man. And uh, I, I seen, I just looked at the pictures Jay was taking last night. Congrats to the people on on their um their new life that they venturing on. By the nice. way, um, that's dope. And while we talking about it, man, let's go ahead and just do it. Uh, 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 uh. This the energy we on all day. I hope y'all ready. All day, all day. I go on and on. Can't understand how it lasts so long. I must have superpowers. Rap two hundred twenty-five thousand hours. Hard two hundred twenty-five thousand hours, yeah. nigga. Y'all about to get a two hundred twenty-five thousand hour pod. Um, I did not see the whole thing. I tapped in like literally twice, and then I watched all the highlights this morning. Um, it looked dope. It looked like exactly what I thought. This I saw the versus forty was out of here. Forty was gone, and that and nigga I'm was okay. hitting. Nigga, forty, do your thing. Nigga, get off the fucking uh. The fucking Earl Stevens nigga and go crazy, dog. Shout out to Earl Stevens. Uh, besides all the sugar in that shit, that shit is pretty great. Them bitches is definitely sweet, but they are good. Um, and niggas support E4. It ain't like man. Master P level of nutrition, you know. Nigga, <laughs> Earl ain't trying to kill us like Master P. Master is, P be putting MSG in his shit, nigga. nigga. <laughs> that nigga off the Chinese that nigga put MSG. Uh, DPG <laughs> <laughs> Yankee Stadium, that nigga put all that shit in that motherfucker. Oh man, but um, I heard it was a great battle. Again, I didn't watch it live, so pardon me for that. But everybody I know said it was just fun. It was good energy. These two niggas is friends, and go cop the new album. They got the new album. They dropped a joint album, by the way. Shout out to both of these. Oh, uh, that's how you. That's how you. Shout mark. out to these kings for doing their thing. Hold up, let me get. I want to get the name of the album right before Don't I. Don't they uh, got multiple albums together though? That's also possible. Um, let's see. Do do do. So they dropped Ain't Gonna Do It slash Terms and Conditions, nigga. And it's a two part album. Looks like Ain't Gonna Do It is the first like ten joints is like two short joints. And then the second ten joints is like E forty joints. But it's a it's a joint album. You can go download that on all your DSPs, all your digital streaming platforms, man. Go support the gods, the legends, the fucking Oakland legends, and the Detroit. Uh, what what they call it when you like get love in another city, but you ain't from there, nigga. Like um, y'all niggas is like uh, cousins. Yeah, fuck it, Detroit cousins, man. Too short and E forty, man. Salute to them and uh, salute to. Swiss Beats and Timbaland. Is Timbaland even part of Versus anymore? That nigga don't. No idea. He literally don't talk. It's all Swiss. But whoever handling the Versus, man, salute to all them, dog. Oh, what else we got going on? So your man, I meant to bring this up last Five week. Five o'clock on the dot. Niggas turn the air off. Did you hear that? I just heard the air go off as you said that. Your man released a few people who are being casted in the BMF story. Um... The Black Mafia family joint that's coming to stars, apparently, from 50 Cent. He released a few castings. So we got Steve Harris, for those who don't know. Eugene Young from uh, Facts. From facts. The Practice. Eugene Young from The Practice. Um, For most of y'all, y'all probably know him from the Tyler Perry joint. Um, What was the joint where he was whooping on uh, on old girl from Set It Off, man? He was whooping on T.T. God damn it. Um... Not why did I get married? Anyway, y'all know Steve Harris, man. If you don't know Steve Harris, go look him up. But he's been in plenty of shit. Wood Harris' brother. Wood way. Harris's brother. Um, He's going to be in the film. Um, Also, the legend, the black famous legend, Russell Hornsby. You might know him from Lincoln Heights. You might know him from, uh, what was the joint we reviewed? That good-ass movie we reviewed last year. 
or earlier this year. I can't even remember when the that hate shit dropped. You give? The Hate You Give film, not the book. Um, The Hate You Give movie, Russell Hornsby played the dad. And you've seen him in a lot of shit. He was also in a phenomenal show, uh, the Bone Collector TV show, not the movie. He played the role that Denzel played in the film. Um, He played that lead detective, but it only had this one season, and then it got canceled. Great show, by the way. If you didn't see it, go watch that on ABC On Demand. But... Nevertheless, Russell Hornsby will be in the film. And then if you're from the D, you might give a fuck about this. Cash Doll. Love it. Cash Doll. She will be playing a paralegal in the film. We 100% are reviewing um, this BMF film. Oh, 100%. I mean, we have no, uh, the story. story. Yeah, the and, BMF um, show. I feel that Cash Doll is going to listen to the podcast. Hey, Cash Doll will absolutely not only listen to the podcast, but I'm claiming that she's going to come up here and holler at us. So yeah, We're going to get her on there. But she can also be like, yo, 50, look at these niggas. And hey. then we can do it after. Or we can go down to Atlanta and go to Cash Show House. All right. Or whatever. Like, I, I know the way to Atlanta. I know how to get there. I'm with it. I lived there for 10 years. I can find Cash Show. I'm also it, secretly in love with her. But that's hey, neither hey, that's a there. whole different story, dog. And either we might hook that up live on the pod. I mean. It could happen, nigga. I mean, I got a, I got a good day in mind to propose. They going to have you playing 2-bit <laughs> on the BMF. <laughs> I, hey, get 2-bit me. Nigga going to be okay. J-bit. All right, it's coming. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, your girl Gabrielle Union got a new film coming out with uh Keith Powers, a new Netflix rom com. Uninterested. Her and Keith Powers. <laughs> I like the Keith Powers dude. I want him to be in more I'm shit. Cool with Keith Powers. I'm not interested in anything Gabrielle Union. I don't know why she it's, didn't do nothing to me. It, she's not wrong. <laughs> It's like she's not like a bad person. I, I, I don't. It's not like I don't want her to say. I'm just uninterested. Well, it's called. Um, let's see. It's called The Perfect Find. It will be a Netflix film dropping in early in 2021. It's based on a 2016 book by best-selling author Tia Williams, and Gabrielle Union will star as Jenna Jones, who is a hopeful. Who is hopeful that her new job in beauty journalism will lead to a fresh start in her life. She soon learns that her new boss is her frenemy. And then she starts a relationship with one of the company's videographers played by Keith Powers. So should I'm, be a I'm good a, film. I mean, I'm a videographer. You know, I mean, <laughs> Maybe oh, that's, that's why you don't like her, nigga. <laughs> Maybe that's how I get back, get back in my good grace. Oh, man. But a uh, new film by her coming up. Also a new joint coming up. Super Freak, the Rick James story. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Yo. So it just got purchased um, by Universal Content Productions, and they announced that they have plans to move forward with beginning filming on the project based on the life of Rick James, currently titled Super Freak. Based off his classic hit song, it's a limited series, not a movie, that's set to be produced by Ty James, who's actually Rick James's daughter. Um, so they're describing it as a funkadelic mix of music and true crime. <laughs> I'm all in, nigga. Give me the Rick James true crime story, dog. I can't fucking wait. Unless they gonna find a way to have Charlie Murphy um, narrate oh, this man, shit. Rest in peace to the God. I'm not interested. Rest in peace to the God. Um, it says that it won't chronicle his story directly, but will chronicle his plans for a comeback in the early 90s. Um, amidst a trial that threatened to destroy his entire legacy. So it'll touch on a lot of events that he went through um, in the early 90s and back when his career uh, really popped off earlier in the 70s. So check that out. Super Freak coming soon from Universal Content Productions. Man, what else we got going on? Uh, Michael Ely got a new movie where it looked like 
he having an affair or beating a chick or running from a chick or stalking a chick. So his regular, you know. yeah, his normal shit. It's called Fatal. Um, it's funny because you know this shit only released to theaters. It's nowhere available to stream. So I tried to actually rent it and I couldn't. So what? Like so? All right. I don't like this only releasing the theaters and you know it's only forty theaters open right now, bro. I guess my question is, um. You know how like uh, my favorite actor Daniel Kaluuya, yeah, his movies have a a pretty, um, a pretty clear path, and uh, facts, I've heard facts. him speak, and you know he's very deliberate about that. What kind of nigga is Michael Ealy? He seemed like because all of his characters are the same. Yeah, I, does he have fun? <laughs> like I don't ever get like jovial from this nigga. Like I wonder, well, like. What he do for fun? Like, yeah. Have you ever seen him like laughing and joking? That w- no, and not the like the serial killer. <laughs> like, he seems so angry or, or 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 frustrated or like I'm deep in thought type. Like, I need him. I need I need them to give him different roles. Yeah, I would. You know what's funny? Michael Ealy was on one of my favorite shows of all time, season five of it. Um, the following. Mm. Um, which was a Fox show. If you haven't watched the following, please go find that on like Hulu or I do remember Prime that. or something. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. The shit was about a serial killer. He was on the final season of it. He just seems very serious all the time. He does. And then he gets these movies where he plays like this crazed husband or whatever, whatever. And it's just like, all right, I really don't know you. I'm going to read you the fucking uh, the fatal description, though, because it seemed... He not the crazy abusive husband. He just a crazy cheating husband in this one. So a married man's life turns into a living nightmare when he has a one night stand with a manipulative woman who turns out to be a police detective. And you know who the woman was? The next karate kid. That nigga was fucking Hillary Swank. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to say Gabrielle Union. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know who else in the movie, though? Our homie Tyron Turner, nigga. The God. Okay, this is what the is God. Se- this is what his second movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like is he been in? Yo, else? Um, bring up his filmography, dog. Tyron Turner. Let's go, dog. Let's see this how nigga, many. This nigga forty five years old. See how many joints my nigga got. Okay, we got Menace. Oh, yes, we got Fatal, which we just talked about. <laughs> 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 hey, hold up! Respect to God. We got Belly. Yeah, 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 yeah. We okay. got Belly. I want to um, say third. We got uh oh, and that's when it just turns into okay. We got Meet the Blacks with Mike Epps. You remember that I Mike Epps and uh? No, I didn't see that. You didn't see? Oh shit! I forgot he was in this for real. He was a whole ass nigga in it. Panther was he in Panther? He was the nigga that like was working with the cops. He was like the informant or some shit in Panther. I remember that shit. Hmm. Um, deep Cover, really? Yeah, little role though. It wasn't major in Deep Cover. Um. I- I, all right, let me stop playing because like because I don't have anything against Tyron Turner. I, I really no, thought he was going. I thought he was going like why didn't they give him? Why didn't they give him like a chance? I don't know. Oh shit! Hey, can- <laughs> do you care if your career lives or dies? <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Who else is in this fatal joint? Uh, The homie Mike Coulter is in here. I like Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. I want him to do, like, more. I like Mike Coulter as well, um, and I hate that niggas only think that he's um, uh, 
The Marvel nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you more than Luke Cage, bro. Like you're actually a cool actor. Man. I wasn't really ready for Luke Cage to end. To be perfectly Luke honest, Luke Cage actually got better. Yeah. Like that was actually a straight show, man. I really appreciated that. And I feel like Netflix, if y'all doing originals, how do you decide when a show ends? It's an original and it's on your platform. Like ratings don't. I don't see where they come into play. Like, because like, this show will be around for yeah, like it's y'all's show, and it ain't like you're removing the content. Y'all still keeping seasons one and two on there. So why the fuck remove it? Like, keep producing this shit, bro. I bet you they regretting that now because now mm-hmm. the niggas is home. Bet you would have watched uh, Luke Cage on that motherfucker or sold it to Disney, like something. Something, yeah. Oh shit, you know who else in this uh Fatal movie? He was in this week's episode of Power too. The homie Jeffrey Owens, aka uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Elvin, Elvin from the Cosby Show, nigga. Shout out to him. You, rem- I'm glad to see him working, dog. Y'all really tried to clown him for uh, bagging groceries and shit at the Whole Foods or wherever he was working. Shout out to him, man. Oh, what else we got going on? Hey, man, hold up, because the guy just had a birthday, and we gonna fucking put some respect on it, man. Hold up, nigga. It's about to go down. I'm not even playing with y'all niggas no more. What these bitches want from a nigga? What's funny is that's not the song I tried to play. <laughs> I actually thought I hit a different song, but fuck it, we on there now. <laughs> what these bitches want from a nigga? Hey man, the guy DMX just turned 50, bro, on Friday. And he shares Friday. A, he shares a birthday with DMX, Charles Oakley, mm. and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Three of the grimiest, <laughs> rawest niggas ever. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a three wild, niggas that'll really beat you up, that's dog. A wild combination, nigga. Yo, did you see that video uh, or that clip of Murder Mook talking about when DMX really fucking used his dog in the battle, nigga? No, <laughs> that nigga Mook. I gotta find it and send it to you. Mook was really like, "Yo, I'm standing there at this fucking battle with X and whoever this nigga is from wherever the Bronx." How old is Motor Mook? I guess he was like a young nigga when this shit happened. This dog. nigga younger than me. I think he gassing. No, I don't know, but he was like he from Harlem. He was like the nigga X had a bar like nigga, I'll stick my dog on you, and then he was like the nigga dog just went arf, arf, like just start going on the nigga, and he was like it was Boomer the original fucking pit dog. This nigga gassed. That dog. shit was funny as hell. Dog. He was on somebody shit. Don't but, think um, about this shit, dog. When DMX popped, it was ninety eight. Yeah, facts. So for him to be battling, nigga, I was in eleventh grade in ninety eight. Man. I think Mook lying, dog. He could be. He could Unless be. Mook was like six. Well no, Mook was saying he was at the battle. He I wasn't know, in it. But like the battle would have been pre ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. Like so on this the is like a ninety five, ninety six battle. And like nigga, I was like th- like Mook. Nah. Hey yo you could have been there He could have been there New York niggas be weird places But nigga. like But you from Harlem Why would you Also be a fact in, Why like, would you be in it Maybe DMX was in Harlem Battling it you, They say he used to walk around Just finding niggas In different boroughs to battle <laughs> The funniest shit at X story <laughs> Is them saying He used to rob niggas With the dog And that's, that's Like that's real. I mean X said it If X said I believe it nigga yeah, But sure. them niggas saying hey, yo. Maybe you rob a nigga You a battle nigga But That nigga said I didn't I done took a gun from niggas. Why would I ever use a gun? I ain't never took a pit bull from a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he know he didn't took a so so the wild thing about no, this, right? So back in the day I used to work with work with a guy and he used to fight dogs. Mm. Um this I'm like eighteen 
like young young you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying mm-hmm. um he used to fight dogs and um this is a brutal this is a brutal this is a brutal industry yeah he had he he made a cage and he put that bitch on a treadmill Yep, and yep. he'll turn the treadmill on, put the cage on there, and like the dog would just have just to let run. Him run. Yeah, or, and if you don't run, then <laughs> it's it's not a good night. Yeah, but the drain the dogs are trained and they bred to hate other dogs. Yeah, and like, but people they don't attack people, mm. and he he had to like pay people to to like watch the dogs because people will steal your fighting dogs because mm-hmm. the dogs are literally trained and bred to. To see another dog and they'll be chopping at the bit. They'll be like biting their gums and shit like that. But like with people, a person can steal the dog because it's not trained to attack everybody. Yeah. Literally just to hate other dogs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a part of this little underworld culture that I never I never thought. But like niggas will steal your fighting dogs. That's but won't steal like your regular. Yeah. Yeah. But that's only them game bred dogs, not a nigga down the street who sometimes who got a dog in the back who, yeah. who lets the dog fight. Yeah. That's something different than the niggas dogs who are being and, literally raised to do this shit. Yeah. On some underground illegal shit. But that's, you know. Well, nigga, let's get into it. <laughs> this is what I was looking for when I played what the these bitches shit I be talking about. Half rapping ass motherfuckers. You think it's a half potting ass motherfuckers? Come on. That's one of my favorite songs ever, by the way. I literally listen to that shit like weekly, dog. Oh, what else we got going on in the culture, man? Hey, man, we just spoke about it like an episode or two ago. And what do you know? It happened. Um, HBO Max honored Dave Chappelle's request and removed the Chappelle show from their platform, dog. Salute to uh, H. Get him a, a hand clap or something, man. Little, oh, no, nah, nah, this is scary vibes. This is scary vibes. Salute to HBO Max for doing the right thing, man. Um, I know it seemed like a, you know, not the biggest gesture in the world, but it really ain't a lot of people out here, especially corporate companies, who do the right thing. And especially when the pressure gets upon you. Yeah, facts, facts. And uh, Dave Chappelle doing a 20-minute special on how you niggas is hoes. That's the pressure, nigga. Like, if that ain't pressure, I don't know what it is, dog. Now, the right thing is to cut the check. Facts. Because you just taking it off. Is one thing, yeah. But cut the check. Let me get the money y'all made off this real quick, yeah. Or at least put me into the money in the future. Let's okay, y'all y'all working off the contract with Comedy Central, who owns this shit. While me and you work out a contract, yeah. nigga, y'all can still do whatever y'all doing with Comedy Central, but pay me though. If Comedy Central won't pay me, that's fine. That's on them. We established they was hoes back in two thousand three, but why don't y'all pay me, dog? Pay me what I'm worth. Pay me what y'all feel like, you know, my content could do for y'all platform. And, nigga, the power of Dave Chappelle, if y'all pay me, guess what? I'm going to tell niggas, go watch this shit. And only watch it on HBO Max, not on whatever, whatever. But I get Chappelle's point. No matter where you watch it, Comedy Central getting paid. And they going to always, no matter what, make more than I am. So I get it, man. Salute to HBO Max for removing that shit, though, and not being, uh, not being held up by the corporate bureaucracies. Oh, this joint dropped on Netflix this past week, man. Um, Friday actually. My Rainey's Black Bottom. I remember us talking about yeah, it. Yeah, man. Uh, we I'm talked about it. It, out, it came up really quick. Um, starring Viola Davis, starring the legend, uh, rest in peace to Chad Bozeman. Um, and a whole bunch of other people are in this, man. But 
It premiered on Netflix Friday. It's available now. Please go stream it and make sure that the numbers get up. Make this number one on the top 10 category in Netflix so people continue to watch this. I would love I, to see a um, um, a documentary or, or a movie of some sort yeah. on Detroit's Black Bottom mm. um, because every time that we, we, we talk about like Tulsa, Oklahoma and stuff like that, um, I think Detroit's Black Bottom area needs to be talked about in that same light. Yeah, How yeah. They just took an area and then dropped a freeway right through it and destroyed it. But <clears throat> that's a different pod. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, great fucking. From all I've heard, great performance by Chadwick Boseman. Everybody said like, "Yo, for this to be Chadwick's last role," and you could even see in the preview like he had begun losing weight, the cancer had maybe started taking his toll a little bit. But everybody said for this to be his last role. He went out with a fucking bang, man. So That's salute dope. to the God, dog. Um, something else I wanted to throw out there. It premieres this Wednesday, or I'm sorry, I was about to say September, December 23rd, this Wednesday on Amazon Prime. Sylvie's Love. I mentioned it last week, but I actually saw it a day after we recorded the pod. And I got to fucking just give you all a little bit about it, bro. Sylvie's Love starring Tessa Thompson, starring former Oakland Raider Namdi Asamoah. Um, you might, if depending on where you come from, if you don't know him as a Raider, you might know him as Kerry Washington's husband and father of her kids. But dog, this was a good ass movie, bro. Then he started. He was. He started producing. Some he started producing. I think that's why he retired from the NFL, like to get into filming. Um, he started producing shit. He produced Sylvie's Love. Okay. Um, and he also starred in a film that's currently on Amazon Prime. I'm blanking on the name, but it's starring him and Lakeith uh, Stanfield. And it's about Lakeith going to prison and Namdi, like his best friend, trying to help him out. Um, what is the name of this shit? Oh, it's called Crown Heights. That's what it's called. It's currently available on Amazon Prime. Crown Heights. It was a Sundance uh, Film Festival winner. It won. I can't remember the category, but um, Crown Heights currently available. Came out in 2017. Um, and yeah, Namdi really started doing this acting and this producing thing a little bit more. And now, dog, I got to tell you, in this uh, Sylvie's Love joint, like my nigga knows how to act, bro. Like he looked really comfortable in this role, bro. Like he was he was killing him and Tessa Thompson had crazy energy, man. It's a movie about a guy who meets a girl. He's a um he's a jazz musician. She's working at her dad's record store. Her dad is played by what's the police chief from The Wire? The bald head dude look like Kim. Well, Lieutenant Daniels. Lieutenant Daniels. Her dad is played by that actor um who had a mustache in the film and I've never seen him with facial hair, so it threw me off, but salute to him for growing his stash out cuz we don't trust niggas with no facial hair. Um and anyway, he ends up getting a job at her dad's record store. They meet while she's working there over the summer. They fall in love. They end up breaking up. And then they meet later in life. And the love is still the same. Man. It's a great love story. My only issue, and I hate to be that nigga that throws out the problem I have with a film, but I got to keep it real with well, the listeners. No, no, no. I'm not telling you what happened. Okay. I'm just preparing niggas. My only issue with the film, I thought it was actually excellent. The end felt rushed. That's all I'm oh, saying. Don't say that. They rushed the end. Well, see, now we're going to think the end rushed. But no, no, no. But here's, here's, here's the pick me up. During the, the credits, after the, the end happens and then they start rolling the credits and they start playing more of the movie and shit, 
they clean up the end. So the part I felt rushed, they cleaned up during the credits. But I felt like y'all could have just gave me that. But that's my only opinion. I ain't giving you none else. Why are niggas adding shit after credits on shit that comes to TV? Nigga, you tell me because y'all did not have a time limit. I have no clue why they did that. But Sylvie's Love, it was a great film. The chemistry was crazy. It was set in like 1960s Harlem. Man, this shit was beautiful, dog. Wonderful fucking film. Y'all check that out this Wednesday, the 23rd. Um, oh, speaking of this week, nigga, Christmas. It's coming. It's coming, dog. Hold up, nigga. Hold up. Y'all think Ann ain't got the soundtrack to y'all lives. Wait a um, minute. The greatest Christmas song of all time is... Nope. Hold up. That ain't even what I tried to play. Wait a minute. It's made by two young cats from Decatur. Is that the Black Santa Claus? I want a super intense. Hello, two young cats by the, from Decatur. Yeah. I know you ain't talking about our guys. Yeah. I know um, you ain't talking about. Hello, man. You know, and this song is, is, is really hit home because it's really about Detroit. You know what I'm saying? If y'all know what I'm talking about, this song is about Detroit, but it's about Christmas. Hello. Is you talking about. Now, wait a minute. You talking about the Players Ball Christmas mix? I'm talking about, yes. <laughs> but it's a Christmas song. The, because the Players Ball happens. Let's get into it. If y'all don't know, the song is not just words. There's an actual Players Ball that happens every year. Every year. In Detroit. On Christmas. Get dressed. Snoop Father let you know about it. Yeah. It's beginning to look a lot like wood. Follow my every step. Take notes on how I crap. I'm about to go in depth. This is the way I creep my season. Here's my get to rep. I can to say the least. No, no, it can't cease. So I begin to piece my two and two together. Got to show we weather. Have to find something to do better. Bet. I set some traps, so shut up that. No sense about some solid night. I got the crock if it ain't really right. I'm like, no matter what the season. With Smith, I sent my fifth. I chip with Wes and got my reason. So tell me what did you expect? You thought I'd break my neck to help your, your dick. Dick. No, That's my favorite part. You thought I'd break my neck. Yo, too. man, why we talking about music and shit? Yeah. Yo, shout out Rob Silver, dog. Hey, let's get into it. You know what I'm saying? Let me give him a uh, Hey, we got a little Christmas gift for y'all. Air horns for the homie Rob Silver, man. And we got some voice notes coming. I know y'all love that Rob Silver segment. Um, yo, listen. Be clear. I didn't even think about doing this shit. It never because we did it for snowfall. Well, so but listen. we didn't do it for yeah, yeah, yeah. So like after snowfall, which comes back in February. Um, after snowfall was over, I went back and I made a snowfall playlist. Yep. Um, it's absolutely fire. Facts. Um, but Rob went and made a playlist from all the intro songs and songs that we played on the podcast yeah. from like January through quarantine. Yep. And the playlist is fucking fire. And hey, I, Rob, we appreciate you, by the way. Like bro. in real life. And I was like, yo, I forgot that we played some of this shit. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is some fire ass shit. And here's the thing. I'm going to keep it a whole hundred, dog. I literally, outside of when we have specific shit we want to play, depending on an episode or a movie, I picked our playlists or our beginning of the pod songs based on what I was listening to when I pulled up. I don't do nothing. I don't like get to researching and all. Nigga, the last song I played in the car is usually what gets played on this podcast. Now, there's so one I, song that's on there. No, that wasn't this year. That was, no, that was in, that was definitely, um, 
uh, what's the show? TV show we just got finished talking about? What uh, the shy? No, um, uh, Franklin and them. Oh, Snowfall. Snowfall. Yeah, yeah. You know, my, my short term memory is trash, by yeah. the way. Um, the BJ and Chicago Kid Woo. and Kendrick Lamar joint. Man. Like, I had to steal that from um YouTube and then run it from a computer <laughs> and then add it to my phone. Like Bro. And you know what pissed me off about that song? That song was on BJ's album, uh, Pineapples and Outlaters, and then they removed it. I have no idea why I'm guessing. Clamp, samples, clearance. But I'm like, it was on the album. So did y'all not clear it? Before y'all had it and then got hit up later on the C and D? Probably. Hey. They pro- you know, it'd be like, yo, uh, this one actually contains stuff from someone else that we didn't know. Yeah. And, you know. That shit pissed me off. But that's literally one of my favorite songs. And But uh shout out to uh Rob Silver. He's oh, he's yeah. been a- he been adding uh new songs and shit. All know. the time, dog. Like Rob is keeping that playlist going, man. Y'all go download that. Hold up. Matter of fact, let me I wanna It's gonna be in the show notes. We're gonna put it in the show notes, but I'm gonna tell y'all why y'all are here. Literally, This Week in Culture by Robert Silva. Y'all go look that up on yeah. Apple Music. It is there. It is available. The playlist is right there. It's fucking fire. That shit rides. And it's all the intros from the top of the year through quarantine. And he keeping it going. So, Rob, we appreciate you, bro. <laughs> we just had like five more songs today. <laughs> Yo, today got wild real quick, too, by the way. um, All right, what else we got going Oh. So it's Christmas season, dog. Anything? Do it feel like Christmas to you? Not at all. It is not, man. I don't know if it's because of COVID and quarantine. It feels, you know, I normally Christmas feel like Christmas when we go on break from work, right? Like, but it's like we've been working from home. We ain't been on break, but we've been at home. This is gonna it be, feel different. This gonna hit hard because in my family we got a tr- tradition of Christmas mm-hmm. breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, where the entire family comes over. Yep. Um, every aunt and uncle and all them they got their special meals. We open gifts like the whole like Christmas breakfast is the thing that I look forward to yeah. every. You talked year. about it last year on the pod, yeah. like yeah. Um, it ain't no Christmas breakfast this year. Yeah, um, got to do a Facetime breakfast. That's yeah, we got a little Zoom shit or whatever. Yeah. But like, I've never not we've never not had this in my entire life. Yeah, so it's like real traditions yeah. being thrown off. Um, my family doesn't necessarily have a tradition that we do, but. We do typically get together at somebody's house for like the final dinner. Um, my mom usually is the cook who's like done by one PM and shit and everything's ready and you can eat dinner at an appropriate time. But then normally like one of my cousins or one of my aunts or somebody might have something and we pull up over there for the little late night after dinner. And uh I mean, I don't know if that's still gonna be a thing. I know like Thanksgiving, me and Shorty pulled up on one of my cousins and his wife, and it was just the four of us kicking it. Might be something similar like that going down this Christmas, man. But it's definitely a different look this year than any other holiday, man. So whatever y'all got going on this Christmas, man, stay safe. We know that it might be difficult um, not being able to be around your friends and family the way that you're used to. But stay safe, man. And if you can safely connect with your people, make sure you do so, man, so you can keep your mental right. But uh, happy holidays to everybody, whether you celebrate Christmas or whether you just like getting together with your fam. Happy holidays to you, man. Um, what else we got going on? I just on? sent out a text message to um, a small group of family members like, okay. you know, um, that Zoom shit is cool. We'll go in different rooms when we turn that shit on, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> my house is open for the uh, unofficial Christmas breakfast. Hey, <laughs> hey, tell them pull up to the new boy, man. We'll keep it 10 and under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of um, 
Speaking of of family shit, we got a we got a wild little Blackberry letter that I want to get into, man. Uh, before we get into these voice notes in this power episode, this Blackberry letter might um this might trigger a lot of different conversations. So go I got the forties in the building. So when y'all hear that can crack, or when y'all hear that forty crack, that mean your man back, man. This week's Blackberry letter is brought yeah, to you. Forty sigh, <laughs> souls, but <to> die. <laughs> <laughs> I be Yo, what's crazy is I'm almost done with the forty, right. and Jay just cracked his. Man, we started a little early, but um, this week's Blackberry letter is wild. My girl sent me this. She seen it on the internet, man. This ain't from a uh, from a listener, but it was something that we definitely thought might be a little wild, and uh. I'm going to call this the holiday edition Blackberry letter because this is a gift for me and Jay. Says, my boyfriend and I have been going steady for the last two years. This is from the 90s. (laughs) I won't bore you with too many details, but just know it's been wonderful. We click on multiple levels and I believe we could click sexually too, but I messed up early on in our dating days and I'm not sure how to get it back. The first time we had sex, we were both quite tipsy. Oh, let me let y'all know real quick. Jay has not heard this Blackberry letter or seen it, so yeah. his reaction will be live on the pod. I read this earlier and I cried, FYI. The first time we had sex, we were both quite tipsy. Okay, so I was straight up drunk. But please know I was consenting. So don't waste your time and energy on like a rape accusation. Oh my God. This is important because this would never happen if I was sober. (laughs) He was pounding me while I was on top and I lost control of my bladder. (laughs) I seriously pissed all over him in his bed. Oh, she's she's. <laughs> oh, now you think you a squirt? No. <laughs> now you think? Oh shit, squirt McGirt, nigga. So she said, I was mortified and I started bawling and climbed off him when he stopped. And he told me it was super hot and he never made a girl squirt like that. I was still in shock and went with it. Sure, yeah, I squirted. That's what that was, right? <laughs> Anyways, ever since that night, if we have sex and I don't quote squirt, he feels bad like he didn't do a good job. So I just kept going with it and forcing myself to pee. Oh, yo, not uh, I've pissed on his carpet, his couch, the mattress, his curtains and our quilted headboard. They've all been ruined and it straight up smells like piss when I try to clean everything. I don't know how he doesn't know that this is pee. I even broached he play in a joking way to him to see if he did know and he was like ew that's nasty but he definitely thinks this is just straight up squirt i really want to stop destroying the house but once covid is over i'd like to have company (laughs) this has to stop yo this is wild but i don't know how to tell him without making him feel disgusted and lied to i really don't want to say i've been peeing on you not squirting Please help. I'll take any ideas into consideration because I honestly don't see a way out. I peed, played along like I was squirting, and now our furniture and maybe even our relationship is destroyed. <laughs> hey, yo, man. Ah, it's a scary fight. Yo, dog. Come on, man. Like. Uh, <laughs> this okay. week. In culture, yo, this is horrible, dog. Yeah, like I was, I was in a jovial mood at first, right? (laughs) 
But this ain't nothing to play with. Nah, she been peeing on the headboard. <laughs> uh, let me get this. Like, it's some real life shit. A good 80% of that shit is pee anyway. Um, you peeing on a nigga while you squirting. That, that's just what it is. I know y'all like be like, no, it's not. It's pee. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of pee in there. <laughs> y'all nostrils didn't stop working. It's a lot of pee in there, okay? Um, Like, I really wish she would have said something like the first time, dog. Yeah, and like told him it's been two years. This is what it is. Like, no, it's fucked up on two different aspects. It's fucked up on him Facts. because this squirting shit has become this fad, and now niggas is trying to make girls squirt. Like, yeah. him, are you trying to please her sexually at all, or are you just trying to get some some ego shit off in your home brain so you can prove to your friends like or, or to yourself, I'm a man. I made her squirt. Like, fam, yeah. that's not the goal, right? Yeah. It's, there got to be some kind of sexual pleasure for her and. I thought she about to say since he was pounding. How was she pounding? Say he was pounding from the bottom. I guess, man. I guess, yeah, for sure that happened. Here we go. I pick you up from the club, take you home to make some love. Got a surprise, close your eyes. I'm gonna cover you in suds. I'm gonna give you some poo poo. I'm gonna give you some pee pee. I'm gonna give you some doo doo. Wash it down with some wee wee. This is the remix edition of a song about pissing. That is my oh, shit. If y'all don't know what that was, that was Dave Chappelle. Um, that nigga said that shit. on you remix. Nigga said that shit made our Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said rolling around, sitting on doves, counting hours, high on shrubs, cooling in my Escalade. Man, I'm paid, I got it made. Take me to your special place. Close your eyes, show me your face. I'm gonna piss on it. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I just want. Hey, None man. of the above. I want to piss, piss on, on you. you. Yes, I do. I'm so <laughs> you. I pee on you. Yo, piss why did we do you. that? Piss on you. I'm already <laughs> over this fucking Blackberry letter. Uh, now that makes me feel a little bit better. I'm in more jovial mood. Hey man, stop peeing on that man and stop peeing on your. How did you pee on the curtains? What was going on? <laughs> like a stream of pee? Like that's not how square work. Like yeah. Um, how'd you pee on the headboard? Like what is that? I, mean, I can see the headboard. I can see the curtains. You can at least like get curtains? the curtains under you. Like you could like pull the curtain. Like you have to move your body to get to the headboards. How close like you got to aim it? How close is the curtain to the bed? Or maybe I don't know. But like, listen, um, yo, this is bad. Cause he got it made yeah. up in his mind that if he feels bad when he doesn't quote unquote make, make you, you climax, right? yeah, and you think. So he got a whole psychological shit that's going on, and he feels disgusted. Yeah, if he talk about pee play. He, yeah. So now you about to force him into some shit that he's not comfortable with, and he's gonna take that shit out on you. And now y'all sexual encounters may turn a little violent. Yeah, I th- I think the answer to this is you let it go a little too long. Yeah. Um, after that first time. You couldn't control it. Like, I feel like that was one of them. We talk about communication a lot. Like, that was a moment where you could have been honest and just said, yo, like, and so, nigga, you was pounding me, and I kind of lost control of what I was doing. I don't know if that was squirt or not, but she you know, got kind of wild. She just got to be honest and come to it from a humble place. Like, listen, yeah, this is what happened. I was so embarrassed, um, and I saw that you went along with it. This wasn't right. 
Yeah, but I liked you so much that I, I thought this would ruin it, so I, I lied. And and once that first lie started, it became a snowball effect, and I didn't like I've if it's went on too long right now. Yeah, and I feel so bad, and I, I I didn't tell you because I knew you would be upset, and rightfully so. Like, can you? How I don't know how to fix this, but I'm telling you this because. You deserve it. You deserved yeah. it a long time ago, but you really deserve it now. And it's just not fair to you that I'm little like it's and not fair to you. She said toward the end of the letter, I really want to stop destroying the house. And once COVID is over, I'd like to have company. That's wild. Um, you got to pay for these cleaning bills, fam. If we're going to have all this fabric upholstered and all this cleaning shit. How do a nigga just be OK with the piecemeal? You don't. You don't. You might go with a nasty nigga. That's the all. That's the I other mean, thing the we didn't tell day. him about. Yeah, like he might have ill the pee, but like if he think that it's cool smelling like that as squirt, I mean, he's still nasty, nigga. He ain't less nasty, bro. I mean, every once in a little squirt, squirt. But listen, um, yeah, yeah. If I'm not about to keep fucking up my sheets, nah. And my headboard and my curtains. And she named mad shit. She by was, the way, he got the cloth headboard. Okay, that nigga said uh, the carpet. The couch, the mattress, the curtains, and our quilted headboard have been ruined, and it straight up smells like piss, despite oh, my in, efforts. They in an apartment. Right. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> all that shit is in the same room. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's an definitely. <laughs> hey, the studio boy. Yo! Hey, and that's why, that's Yo! Why, that's why they can't, they've been in quarantine. They in an apartment is the funniest <laughs> shit in hit. Yo, that, there go the name right there. God damn it. <laughs> they in an apartment. <laughs> wow. All this, the, the episode always get named after some toxic shit I said. <laughs> 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 the game should be like. Let's figure out how the fuck did Jason make this shit sound? <laughs> Every title is like, yo, this thing. Oh, fuck. That was so fucking oh, funny, shit. dog. Y'all don't get it. Um, <laughs> yo, um, something wrong with him, though. Quit pissing all gotta, over your crib. It's porn. It's the porn is the yeah, porn, nah, y'all. Is the, porn is horrible. It's great. But it's horrible. You know Because it be setting like wild, like. It makes certain things normal that shouldn't be normal. Yeah, man. like the shit that's not even real because they be peeing on yeah, porn. Yeah, yo, like <laughs> they got a they got a stream like a, like yeah, a kid no, they pee at the toilet. Like they pee pee. Like that's like, not how it works. Niggas pull out their wee wee and pee pee on the porno. Like nigga. that's and not real, how it works. Yo, you know the other like resolution? She could let him piss on her. Now we even see. See this one. We now we been. even. Like we should have played the first one, and then this one when you dropped the the piss on your remix right now. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga, is a remix I'm just, edition. I'm just saying, uh, nigga, ballers want a ball. He gonna be <laughs> like, so you've been peeing on me this whole time. Hey. So I throw our shits on the bitch because <laughs> you know I shit on the bitch. <laughs> hey man, uh, <laughs> look, quit pissing on your nigga, man. That's all. That's the only advice I got. Tell dog, yo, I've been pissing on you, my bad. I ain't, I ain't know the first time I ain't know, and then after that, it just kind of went on too far. Or you can continue to lie and be like, listen, Who's I was watching, I was watching, I was talking to my doctor hey. about. This and she said she could. She basically told me that I really wasn't squirting and I was peeing. Who came up with the phrase "If you like it, I love it"? I don't know because it sounds like he like it, and I feel like 
if she, because she thinks it's a big deal because she knows she peeing, but I'm like, if he been into it and don't care about the smell and don't care about How the do, furniture. I mean, well, we different, of course. Facts. But like, we don't have the ability to pee. Well, yeah, yeah, no, those is two different, uh, two different pathways. And then like, it's it take a good five to six minutes for those the, the train tracks to switch. To adjust to, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, be like, <laughs> so look, <laughs> this is TMI. <laughs> this is going. Yo, this is the Christmas pod. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, so you. Hey, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Baby juice. <laughs> <laughs> so look man so like when you finish and shit right <laughs> and then you go into the bathroom <laughs> let it be oh look hit the shit Brian <laughs> Listen, dog. I need a, I need a, I need the train tracks to transfer like over faster. Like you be like you be oh, going to the bathroom. Man. You just be standing in front of the damn toilet waiting no. for the waiting for the train tracks to transfer. Over so you hey, man. anyway. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm gonna keep it a buck with the Ooh. audience, dog. Sometimes in that moment, you gotta sit down because <laughs> you might start being and piss all over the floor and the wall, dog. In real the life, aim be off, dog. Re- like nigga, that's like, how no, that's how pee get on the floor. It really come out like different. Like sometimes you actually have to fucking get over the toilet and make sure it go in there, dog. Like, and if a nigga tell you he ain't do that, he he over. Uh, nigga he over doing angles it. Yeah, nigga, you gotta really lean, like, yo, <laughs> y'all. Gotta, if y'all would see the shit Jay just did in this studio, <laughs> niggas be vertical to the toilet. You know what I'm saying? Because like you, my nigga Jay just planked. <laughs> like, cause look, after the do, you still be normal. Me, you know, you know what I'm saying? You don't Bro. be normal. So like, you gotta oh shit, you gotta be vertical to the toilet sometimes. Oh shit, my forty five degree angle. My nigga just planked on y'all, oh, dog, shit, and y'all man. really ain't see it. Holy fuck. Um. Quit pissing on shit, man. Um, that's that's all I got. New I have cameras though. Else. I'm bringing, I'm bringing, we bringing video back. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Videos on the way. 2021, they coming. Um, holy shit. We got a couple uh, voice notes too. Hey, one of these voice notes pleasantly fucking surprised and happy to hear it oh, from I gotta, my nigga. Um, I don't. I got a. I got a. I, I got a joint. No, I don't got access to this email no more. I got a new phone and I forgot oh, the shit. password. So, um, we'll set that up afterwards. Look, we got a um, we got a voice note from one of the homies, and I know Jay gonna be happy to hear this when I say his name real quick. We ain't seen him in a minute in Facebook. I don't know what happened, but the homie Bucky DeLarge. Oh, what Bucky? The man? homie Bucky hit us with a voice note. Bucky, salute to you. We about to play this voice note in a minute. I did not know who this note was from, um, because it was in there. It wasn't even in there as Bucky. I ain't seen the. I didn't even. See, I didn't realize that I didn't yeah, have the the, the, the email. This, yeah, dog. I was so happy to get this fucking letter or this uh, voice note, man, because the homie, if if y'all don't know, if y'all don't follow the Facebook group and the, and the threads that we have in there, Bucky used to provide some really engaging content. And um, his his train of thought with like theories and movies and TV shows that we watched and reviewed was very similar to me and Jay's a lot of the time. Facts, man. Facts. He used to really give some bars in there and uh, was really happy to get this note from the God. So I'm about to play this. Um from the homie Bucky DeLarge and uh yo man, we we miss you. I don't know what happened on Facebook, but glad to hear from you, man. You gotta stay away from the 
them sites. Facts. And Jay, what's happening? Should play a part in the Bucky, man. First and foremost, I want to say I love the pod and salute y'all niggas, man. Y'all came in here every week during quarantine and put a little paint where it ain't, man. I love that. But look, it's easy to knock this show for all its flaws and shortcomings. So I'm going to celebrate Courtney and the crew for not making Tariq a thirsty, pussy-hungry college kid. Follow me. Tariq is always demonstrating high levels of the pimping, right? Diana threw him the pussy, he step past it. Lauren threw him the pussy, he stiff-armed it. I like that. He's focused on like a task at hand. Now contrast that to Jabari. He's thirsty for the Percy. He's doing all types of sucker shit, man. Dirty macking and doing goofy <laughs> shit. You contrast that with motherfucking Braden. Thirsty for the Percy. You know what I'm saying? His little bitch got him under instructions and he's whipped. And he's hella emotional and he's going to do some sucker shit. And that bitch is the new Holly too, man. I see where they're going. Braden's the new Tommy and that bitch is the new Holly. And you remember how Holly had a heart on for ghosts? It's goofy. You could contrast that to motherfucking Candyman Jr. Thirsty for the Percy. He came in there with the trench coat. I thought he was going to pull out a hook. He did the nastiest thing ever. He did it a step further. He pulled out his phone and filmed it vertically, my nigga. Percy. So look, man. I like the show, man. I like that they make Tariq calculated and not governed by his low emotions, man. Peace, love the part y'all do what y'all does. Yo, yo, listen, yo, like, listen, Bucky. Listen. <laughs> yo, my nigga don't ever come back stunned like that. Hey, dog. listen, dog. Hey, listen, dog. This is why I love this yo, fucking podcast, dog. Yo, cause like it ain't just shit. we ain't the only two niggas on this podcast, dog. No, we're not. We got a community we're not. of uh, motherfuckers who tapped Holy in. Shit. <laughs> I think we just found a new name for the podcast, my fucking nigga. I mean, he gave us like four: thirsty for the pussy, Percy, uh, Percy. Uh, he gave us a nigga. He filmed it vertically. Fam, that's a pet peeve of mine. Dog. Yo, Bucky, man, Fam, don't ever shoot video video vertical, my nigga. Bucky, that might be all time. Like nigga, top two, and that wasn't two, dog. Like, holy oh, shit, shit, that was phenomenal. So we got really good mics in here, and yeah. if we're not talking directly into the mic, yeah, uh, it don't turn on. Uh, we was cracking the fuck up so Dog. much so that I had to come to the microphone sometimes Dog. just so you can hear me laughing. Okay. Dog, I had to pull the yays off, man. Like it, it got different in here. Um shit. Hey Bucky, man. I, I agree with you. I do like that they not making Reek a horny little eighteen year old. Like and granted, this week he did go ahead and get some pussy real quick. Hey, yo. I was proud of my dog. We gonna talk about it. Yeah, we're going, we going to talk about it because I was very proud of my dog for going to get in that pussy. Because Reek, he um, he and I like the way Effie was talking to that nigga. Hey, <laughs> hey Reek is moving throughout this this season like a bad bitch, right? <laughs> uh, he just minding his business and they just yo, coming at him. Yo, and you know what I'm saying? He just re, he just we receive Jay. and not a bad bitch. That's like in a in a bad in the, in the bad sense. Like Jay, he I, is just receiving. <laughs> nigga, pause. I thought about you looking at this shit when she uh. When she seen Reek had the strap on him and she said, you don't need that. You and me, you safe. I was like, yo, look at Jay when he lost his virginity. <laughs> hey, hey, we keep, hey, listen. Hey, we want to keep it a bean, though. Hey, look. You know what's some sexy shit, nigga? You about to get busy and then she put the gun on the counter me. <laughs> and it's her. Oh, oh shit! But look, did you be about she did? She gonna nigga. squirt tonight. Look. <laughs> she, she gonna squirt tonight. Goddamn it! Yo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh shit, dog! What if she piss on the gun? Oh shit, <laughs> nigga Jay laid the gun down. She just start pissing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Lick a shot. <laughs> Lick a shot. Lick a fucking shot, dog. That also might be the name. Holy shit! Lick a shot for the Percy. <laughs> for the Percy. <laughs> yeah. Lick hey. a shot for the Percy in the apartment. Oh man, Bucky, we gonna talk about it in a minute, dog. Trust me, I I, I like the angle that you that you seeing on Tariq, man. And um, you right though, but and we are gonna get into this in a minute too. But I can say this now: the show isn't all bad. I know we clown a lot and we act up, but this. Nigga, as a nigga who wasn't excited about the Power Book, I took notes this week. Fam, we gonna get into it. You know, I got my notes, man. I took notes this week. I watched this shit back to back, two times. Yeah, back. To back. I, I, I took notes. We this week. we ready this week, man. All right, and then we got the God coming in with the voice notes. Uh, the homie Rob Silver sent us two, one about um power and one related to Christmas. So we gonna we gonna go ahead and go I, through I, I them wonder, real quick. I wonder what this Harlem Christmas gonna sound like. <laughs> I know it's going to be extremely New York. I haven't listened to this yet. I know it's What's up, fellas? This is the first episode that felt like the old power. This was easily Agreed. the best episode of the season. And I'm really, really loving 2-Bit and Kane. I'm hoping somehow, some way, these two, these two could connect and become a team to try to go up against Tariq. And speaking of Tariq... The first episode where I really liked his character, because you brothers know I can't stand the motherfucker, but I'm loving him and Effie together. That's his true love. Fuck them other two chicks. <laughs> this is the chick he should <laughs> roll with, wilding. Effie. Effie and, and Tariq. That should be the power combo. Um, only thing I did not like, and I'm, well, it's not like, I laughed my ass off, is this motherfucker Zeke being pussy whipped. Pussy whipped <laughs> motherfucker. Hey, brothers, talk to you soon. I'm sending you a this Christmas voice note. Time out. Look. Yo, hey, yo, this might be the greatest podcast of all time. This nigga like, this Zeke episode. being pussy whipped. Pussy whip, motherfucker. Hey yo, hey, yo. <laughs> this episode is probably the greatest yo, episode of all time. Holy shit, dog. Oh, Jay, we've been in here podding for the last like four hours. In real life. As we was on the TCE pod, go check out the connected experience. We by three the way. hours in and no no bullshit. We were one hundred percent three hours in. Yeah. And I haven't sweat yet. My coat been on, my hoodie been on. I've been chilling. I'm sweating hard as fuck right now. I'm crying, dog. Holy fucking shit. Oh, Rob, you just killed it, bro. That was it. That was what we fucking wanted right there. That nigga said, yo, hold up. Because they think it's a game, man. <laughs> Let me play the end of that. It's not like I laughed my ass off. Is this motherfucker Zeke being pussy whipped? Pussy whipped motherfucker. Hey. That niggas came through like juice, like pocket juice. <laughs> Riverside motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. That was phenomenal, dog. That right there was no, some of the sound, best shit ever. Yo, in real life, yo, you yo, should get into voice acting, my nigga. I need Rob and my Bucky. Brother, I know you don't, you don't do the nigga. I need shit. Rob, Bucky, and Macho to send us one voice note a week. I will literally send you niggas $20. Yo, Macho's wild. Macho's a different nigga. <laughs> oh, matter of fact, let me, hold on one second. Well, keep talking, but hold okay, on. Okay, better up, better up. So look, man, Rob uh, agreed with you. Let's let's go back to the earlier part of your voice note. Um, 
Effie, and I'm going to talk about it during this review when we get into the episode, but Effie and Reek, fam, that finally felt like the chemistry that I've been, because I've been wondering, like, why is fucking Reek's relationships with these girls, why do it feel so weird? Like, yeah, I know they teenagers and all that shit, but it, it feel gross. Nigga, him and Effie got together, and it, it nigga, I'm going to talk about it, but I feel you on the chemistry. Um, Before we play Rob's last voice note, the Christmas-related joint, do want to give a quick shout-out to the homie Macho, because we just mentioned him, dog. He sent some gifts up here to the studio um he laced jay with uh a candle yeah minding my black own business. business yeah man if y'all didn't know that jay is the sm- candle god oh that shit smells fucking amazing yeah minding my black, black own business too um 1016 candle company i believe it's called 1016 candle company shout out to them Spelled uh black out. owned company uh candle company man salute and then the homie um me and macho go we go a little ways back, man, on some sports shit. And uh, he sent me a Lakers wristband, man. And if if folks don't know, man, that's my favorite sports team of all time since 1988. Um, greatest fucking sports franchise in the history of all sports. And he sent me a Lakers wristband, man. So he also salute to the guy. He, he oh, and then he sent something to Dame that was controversial. He sent the flower through the mail. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> he sent the flower through the mail. A flower. And if y'all can't catch on what kind of flower, then that's y'all bad, nigga. Squares never win, dog. Um, yeah. Salute to the homie Macho, man. Now, we got one more note from uh from the guy, Rob Silva, man. We got to get into, and then we're going to get into this power review. But that first one was fucking great, dog. Strangers listening to this podcast for the first time, like during like not like uh, super series, they have no idea what's going on. No, 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 they don't. But I hope they laughing. But like everybody who's like a part of the family. Yeah. Having a great time. Y'all know Rob Silva, and y'all should know the homie Bucky if you was in that Facebook group. If you're not, go join This Week in Culture right now, man. It's a lot of fucking dope people in there, man. And we connecting and we clicking up every week on these shows and these movies and this entertainment in general, man. Rob Silva, we got this last note from you right here. What's up, fellas? I know you're reviewing This Week, This Christmas. This Christmas is my all-time favorite Christmas movie. I love this movie especially the performances by Idris Elba, Chris Brown, and a man who deserves his flowers, Delroy Lindo. Every performance I've ever seen Delroy Lindo in, he's bodied the role. He is tremendous. And he deserves his flowers. In my opinion, in the last 25 years, Delroy Lindo and Don Cheadle two of the most underrated actors in Hollywood because they both body their roles. They both never mail it in. And Delroy always plays a powerful black man just like he did in this in this movie. Merry Christmas, Aunt. Merry Christmas, Jay. Enjoy with your families. Talk to you next week. Hey, Rob, one we appreciate you because you're the only one who remembered. And when I say that, I mean, even including me and Jay that we said we was going to review this Christmas. This Yo, I, week. I thought about that shit uh, like two days ago. I was like, fuck, we had, we had a what's, conversation. Yeah, afterwards. We had a whole talk. And what's funny. I had watched this Christmas like the other day, like the shit wasn't like out of sight, out of mind. I just got into it. Um, we did not prepare to review this Christmas, but no worries. Cause if we feel like coming back in the studio, we might just do that before, uh, before Thursday. But nevertheless, we appreciate you, Rob. First and foremost, Merry Christmas to you and your family, brother. Oh, they just letting everybody on clubhouse. Like, no. Who they let in there now? Like in the last day I have like, 
13 people that just tapped in followed you or got with you or whatever yeah okay um and then rob to your point though uh to the god delroy lindau man if you follow this week in culture on facebook or instagram you know for a fact that me and delroy lindau got to sit down and have a talk because this nigga's from fucking london (laughs) and he ain't just from london like oh i was born over there on some 21 savage shit then i came to atlanta nigga no delroy was over there a while it's kind of messed up isn't it (laughs) no (laughs) bruv is a, a bruv is from the uk Bro, oh, speaking of which, me, you, and the God Marcus, we got to get together and do our all London voice podcast. Nigga. Okay, um, she hit me about, <laughs> yeah, we got to do an all London UK <laughs> voice podcast, man. Me, you, and Marcus, y'all look out for that coming soon. Um, that shit gonna be called Brothers, <laughs> bruv, <laughs> bruvs. <laughs> but um, yo, Delroy Lindau's from the fucking UK, and I don't trust him for anything because of that. Um, speaking of niggas in that movie from the UK, Idris. Did great in the movie, but it's one part that bothered me since the first time I saw it in the theater, dog. The nigga lost his American accent and he couldn't hold it. Like, the nigga was talking about the piano in the garage and that nigga was like, it needs to get tuned. (laughs) Y'all go watch that part. They in the kitchen. That nigga be like, it needs to get tuned. (laughs) And I was like, yo, nigga, you ain't even tried. They forgot to cut. They forgot to edit that shit out. Dog, I swear this was a bad edit. But um, salute to this Christmas, man. Um, It's available on Netflix right now. Please stream that this week with your families. Get around. Wrap gifts to it. Drink liquor to it. Drink some hot chocolate to it. Whatever the fuck you got to do. Get with your family and stream that movie, man. It's a great fucking film. Um, It's it's as holiday as you could get it felt like soul food but it dedicated itself to a holiday soul food was just based around eating dinner on sunday nigga yeah. this christmas was specifically about getting together with your fam on christmas it's one of our classics man and if if, if this weekend culture ain't about shit else it's about films like this christmas me and jay might pop back in here and surprise y'all niggas with a pod this week i don't know i'm not making no promises because me and this nigga is tired but we might pop in here and just talk about the film and go over some more Christmas related shit. So Rob, appreciate you, bro. And again, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to the God Macho and uh, Merry Christmas to the God Bucky and all the listeners, everybody who rock with us and everybody who sends us that additional content with the voice notes, with the Blackberry letters and with the comments in the, uh, in the threads. Now let's get into the, what, what the people been waiting on, man. It's time for that power episode eight review, dog. Yeah. Like we always do at this time, before we get into our review, man, what'd you think about the episode? Where are you rating it? What you giving it? What's the what's the level of cardies that we throwing on this one, dog? I'll be honest, man. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give it a pair of buffs, man. I'm very 100% with you on that. And this was, a, it's a stretch pair of buffs. Yeah. This is a pair of buffs that was like, oh, them bitches was barely I, buffalo. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel buffs when it first started off. No, I didn't. But by the end, I was like, oh, we buffed up. Yeah. We buffed the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. Um, and matter of fact, go watch Buffed Up. And then go watch Power. Nigga. Um, so if y'all don't know or understand anything about why our ready system is on. Yeah. This is On Amazon shit. Prime. Yeah, go watch the movie Buffed Up. Um, I'm gonna say this. It's like I feel about Buffed Up how I used to feel about Friday. Okay, I think it's like that level. Yeah, the first Friday. I do, I do. Um, and if you're specifically if you're not from Detroit, facts, it can not only give you that same sort of the way Friday put you in the middle of L.A. Um, and in the middle of Compton or wherever they was so lost, wherever the fuck they was at. Um, in L.A. Buffed up will put you in the middle of Detroit 
And it'll give you these Detroit vibes, but it's really funny, dog. It is. It's a really funny it's fucking legitimately movie. Legitimately funny. You'll 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 see how the neighborhoods actually look. Literally. Um, and not just like the downtown shit that yeah. you see when Or not Canada as Detroit, yeah. uh John Singleton and Four Brothers, but rest in peace to my dog though. Yeah. But you'll see the city like just how regular houses look and shit. Yeah. Um, watch buffed up. Yeah, man, go check that out on Prime Video, and uh, you know what? While we at it, and man, it's on YouTube. If you don't got that, also a fact. Um, also on Prime, man, go check out Price of Love. Price of Love, man. Um, the homie Zoe was in that. Facts. The homie Zoe, what up, boy? Um, shout out to the homie Zoe. Shout out to the homie Mina Monroe. Shout out to it's a few of the homies in that movie that um that like we actually know yeah. and uh and have relationships with. So salute to Price of Love, man. Go check out Buffed Up and Price of Love available on Amazon Prime. Right now, Prime Video. Go get them streams up and uh, kick it with the locals, man. Kick it with the Detroit family, dog. Like we we trying to make Detroit folks national, man. We we don't just want to be known in the city. We want to be known everywhere. We want to be global. The same way that me and Jay got on here so hyped that we had that fucking seven hundred percent UK boost and that three hundred percent Canada boost. That's what we trying to do for all these Detroit based projects, man. We want these bitches to be. Global projects, man. I don't, I don't just want y'all to think Detroit when y'all see this shit. I want y'all to think fucking global, man. The talent in this city is crazy. So get with it, man. Buffed up, price of love available on Amazon Prime right now. And salute to us because we don't normally shout niggas out unless they pay first. But for that, Factual. for Detroit love, nigga, y'all 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 ain't gotta pay, man. Just fuck with your boys, dog. So let's get into this episode. So we gave the episode a nice coveted pair of buffs. Um, which for the for the out of towners who still ain't picked up on the rating system, that's a four out of five. Yep. That means that this episode was actually like Rob Silver told y'all he alluded to. This is probably the best episode of this Power Book Two Ghost series so far. Um, and not just because of the the storyline and all that. I felt like the acting was good on this one. Um, nobody like did like any blatantly like out of pocket shit or felt like they looked stupid on camera you know what i'm saying sometimes tasha make dumb ass oh, faces some, that some, feel, somebody was stupid on camera i'll get to that i mean we're gonna get to it man but in general dog i felt like this episode was it was this was and i had this combo this morning with uh with shorty this episode was the first one where even jabari a nigga who we've said has been pointless the whole time they finally weaved him into the main character storyline was it a reach sure Sure. Stretch Armstrong. Stretch the fuck Armstrong. But they gave him enough that they put him in the storyline and made it where it felt like, okay, this at least makes sense with whatever's about to happen. So um we we gonna get into it, man. So to start this episode off, Reek finally got his re up. You remember all last week that nigga was looking for the re up from Monet? They was coming up short. They ain't had nothing. She needed to meet with the with the dude that she ended up killing. All that wild shit. And then he finally but get the rehab. But did he though? So they said, so right off the top, Brayden was like, yo, I'm glad we got a rehab. But he said, this still short of what and we I'm normally get. I like where he got that from. I don't get how we coming up short on the rehab. When you just got. And you just got rehab. you murdered somebody. For yeah. And you told that nigga, I need half the coke, but all the pills. I'm good with all the weed and pills, but I need half the coke. And that's what you murdered him for, because he didn't want to give you half the coke. So Wasn't he from GTG? I don't know if he was GTG. He might have been. Them no, because they, they not even in no, the No, no, no. They, and GTG worked for them. So he a different guy. Who his boss? 
Who he report to? Because he sounded like he wasn't to be played with since you couldn't call him. Yeah. And now you killed him. So do y'all got beef? I feel like if my nigga comes up, because in this episode they said he was missing. So if my nigga comes up missing when he go to re you up, me and you might have to talk. And if you ain't call me and ask him like, yo, where the drugs at? Yeah. We might have to. Because now I'm worried about, okay, one, did my apparently big supplier get their shipment? But two, where my money? Because how did the money get back to his boss? We need to talk about that. It don't just stop because, what was his name? DC Joe got killed. No, nigga. How did the money get back to the boss? Well, DC Joe didn't show. Yeah. It was, oh boy. No, I thought that was DC Joe. That was DC Joe. The bo- DC Joe got a boss. Oh, DC okay. Joe was the nigga that came. And on this week's episode, one of them niggas, I think it was Drew, he was like, yeah, uh... Monique having trouble with shipment or something since DC Joe came up missing when Reek went to the motel to meet him. That's what he was saying in the like little background noise and oh, shit. Oh yeah. shit! Because what? Because DC Joe technically missing. They yeah, ain't found that body yet. But that's wild because Reek and Drew hid the body, killed so him and hit him. Why y'all acting like he missing? Yeah, like like y'all killed the nigga, nigga. Well, and- not y'all killed him, but. And that whole shit didn't make that didn't we, make. We sense. we gonna get into it, man. But Reek start out the episode pouring out pills from the backpack, like yo, we gotta re up. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Braden, like, look, that's cool and all, but he said this weekend more than anything, nigga, we can't afford to come up short. It's homecoming. Everybody, parents is up here. They stressing them the fuck out. We could sell this dope, dog. Like we should be getting busy this week. Um, this week was the first week I realized that I'm I don't like Braden. Um, mm. And his character is really problematic for me. Why you don't like him? Um, I, I th- when we get to the scene, I'll I'll break it down in okay. detail. Okay, okay. Um, Brayden also threw in, yo, nigga, and we need to be selling coke. Brayden, who the fuck you know with some coke? Brayden, what do you know about coke? Like, I I need to understand your whole like little. I know you probably. Be around people or maybe you done it yourself who snort coke but selling it oh, fucking i'll just say it right now um let's get into it this happened a little bit later into the into the into episode. the episode okay but how the fuck is this little white boy mad that the black boy won't allow him to sell drugs that he doesn't have access to don't know how much they cost how it's cut how it get there or nothing and he do it all so sassy, yeah, and with like a, yeah. a sense of entitlement, like they, like they in a girlfriend boyfriend relationship. Oh, you didn't tell me this, like nigga. What do you do other than pass out folders? Like you're not no criminal mastermind. But you know who he act like, Tommy. No, not at all, because he act like he, Tommy was with the shits, Facts. and he he Facts. Tommy was never like. Um, like clue, clueless about yeah. shit. Like we keep comparing this nigga to Tommy. That's an insult to Tommy. But Tommy see, when I when it. I say he acted like Tommy, it ain't the whole with the shit. Cause we know Tommy would get to the shits real quick, nigga. Tommy was about that action. But when I say he act like Tommy, it's in the you remember that one season where Tommy and Ghost beefed because Tommy's whole beef was you be lying to me. And you don't tell me everything that's going on. Now, granted, Tommy had reason to be upset. Because white people always expect black people to tell them all their yeah. business. So that's what I mean when I say he act like Tommy. He feels entitled to know everything about the business. I'm rich and famous, even though you are the entire business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's my thing, Braden. Yo, as long as you making money, who what cares? You, Why do you need to know? This shit is... 
it irritates Make this me, money, my nigga. It irritates me so fucking bad is that you rich as fuck and you got the world in front of you, but yeah. yet you still trying to encourage another young black kid who really do don't need to be doing this shit yeah. to get involved so you can make your daddy mad so that you can quote unquote come up yourself. Like this shit is whack to me, dog. Yeah. And you fucking with a girl who ain't doing nothing literally. but trying to plot on your man. And but and this is why I, this is it. literally why I wish Reek would have told him, yo, your girl's uncle is the feds, my nigga. He's literally the fucking US district attorney. You do not want to keep fucking with her. I wish Reek would have said, like, some of Reek lies, and we're going to get into it in a little. Some of the shit Reek lie about or hold back and don't mention, I feel like, nigga, if you would just say that, you would have less of a problem with the person you're dealing with, Every bro. episode. But then I think what they try to do this episode with that invisible man shit is that mm-hmm. people don't really want the truth. Yeah. They want the version that they want to hear. Facts. So if I wouldn't told you, yo, a nigga trying to kill me, um, I dipped out on you. Yeah. Um, yo, I can't sell drugs with you because... Niggas that whoop your ass and take your money. Like, fam, you going to... First of all, I don't even trust you. So, I'm glad you brought that up. My next fucking note. So, in a class that they have, they read The Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. And Jabari reads off one of the quotes from the book from Ralph Ellison. Um, Ralph Ellison wrote, I've been trying to look through myself, and there's risk in it. I was never more hated than when I tried to be honest. And then he asked the class to talk about, one, their interpretation of that quote. So Reek interpreted interpreted it as, that's just how life is, dog. People only like to hear what they want to hear. And people don't usually want to hear the truth. They want to hear their own version of it. Tell me what I want to hear, bro. You search for a confirmation bias. Like, you Mm. have an idea. Yeah. It's like a lot of things that happen with, with our policing here, right? Facts. Let's um, get into it. Hey, rest in peace, Benny Napoleon. Man. Man. Um, it's, it's it's a lot of things that happen here with our policing here on both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go into a situation, yo, the police was wrong. This should never happen. Everything that you look for or you research are going to be to support your claim that the police was wrong. This should have never happened. Facts. On the other side of the coin, they're saying this suspect was wrong. And everything that they look for is to prove that, right? Mm-hmm. What we really should be doing is looking for information, read all the information, and then become then come to a determination. Mm. But with our lives, we we'll feel that we justify in something, or I feel that this person is doing some dirt. So yeah. let me look through his phone and find dirt. Mm. And I will go ahead, you will go ahead and skip over 90 good things Facts. and find that one yeah, thing that one. because you're just looking to confirm what you already believe or already feel. You're not looking for actual information. Yeah. And that's what a lot of us do with our Zodiac signs and shit like woo, that. Woo. You're looking for a Zodiac sign to confirm how you act, your negative or bad yeah. habits. Oh no, this is the reason why I act like this. No, you act like this because you made a, a, a conscious decision to yeah. allow it to be this yeah. way nigga. But you're gonna blame it on something else But what you really are looking for Yo Or you know people will tell you If you're compatible with this person Compatible yeah. with that person Then you want to be compatible So you Facts. looked at every good thing that said About them That y'all was compatible And convinced yourself A.K.A. you lied to yourself You told yourself an untruth Yes that made it seem you you coordinated the truth. That's what a lot of people do. They don't want you to tell them the direct truth. And I agreed with Reek when he said it in the class. Like people don't want you to be hundred percent honest. They want you to tell them the version yep. of the truth that they want to hear. N- niggas want crafted truth, right? 
I want you, nigga. Do you drink craft beer? You ever go to fucking to mm-hmm. the bar? You get some craft beer, nigga. This is fucking specialty beer. Brew. This ain't available everywhere. This ain't available. You can't get this from fucking Budweiser, nigga. Like, this is specially made. As I sit my cold 45. As we drink liquor. these cold 45s right now, nigga. Um, this is craft brew, by the way. Fuck that. It's Billy a, D was ahead certain, of his time. It's a certain craft. Facts. Facts. Witchcraft, nigga, witchcraft, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Hit the motherfucking. <laughs> um, but <laughs> people want specially crafted. Specially made truths told to them. They don't want the truth. They want a version of it, dog. And I felt like Reek was keeping it a buck. But even when he said that in class, Lauren jumped in right away. Like, uh, I feel like everybody should be honest. If you're a good person, you'd be honest regardless of a mature mature person. Mature is an adjective. It's used to describe something. So that means your perception is about it. Maturity is not a fact. Facts. Unless you're talking about physical attributes, yo, at the age of 14, a physical body matures into adolescence or some shit like that. If y'all talking about like personality and yeah. what people, fam, that's your opinion. So mature can mean fully developed or full grown or having reached the most advanced stage of a process. Reek is 18, fam. You expect that nigga to have reached the most advanced stage of his growth. And his manhood. And here's the thing. My nigga, he made a valid point. Granted, we know the real reason why he didn't fuck with you last week. Because the nigga had blood on his shirt. And if he'd have pulled that shirt off and you saw a blood-stained t-shirt. You would tell on that nigga. You would be snitching, nigga. You would have turned into fucking uh, the version of Angie we didn't like. The one who didn't hold it down. The one who went back to dating fucking, uh, what was the nigga that got killed? Sis ah. man. Yeah, that nigga. You would have turned into him, dog. But. Reek kept you safe. S I S. Facts, nigga. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> not C I S. Not, not sis, <laughs> but sis, nigga. Um, but no, we know that Lauren would have turned all that little uh, college girl shit would have came out real quick. Tell me what happened. Oh my God, Tariq. Let's go to the police. Minimum, she would have told her parents. Minimum. Or Candyman. Or Candyman. I saw or, that meme and was like, yo. But no, no, we said that on the pod. Here's the thing if I say it on the pod, when y'all send me memes, I'm not laughing. Cause I already said it, nigga. And not only did he look like Candyman, I'm gonna take it a step further. That nigga Malcolm also looked like the the first dopehead that that nigga Ace sold to and paid him full. The nigga that was like, it's a big ass rock, b. Only fuck with Calvin shit, but damn, yeah. word up, like came back with that. Nigga. Yeah, like go look that nigga up. Go find that scene and paid him full. He also looks just like Candyman slash Malcolm. And y'all come back and report live, man. Kev, what up, Kev? My nigga Kev hit me with that shit and was like, "Yo, he looked like big ass rock, b." I was like, "Oh shit." Anyway, so Reek and Lauren get into they back and forth. Um, Lauren's parents are there, so all the parents are there. It's homecoming weekend. The parents that's apparently that's parents weekend. Um, I'll tell you what. Bruchandria mama there. Um, I do not like this um over ghetto fine of the parents. Um Nigga, this is what I was saying about Bruchandria. Um I'm 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 cool with the name. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't cool with the behavior from the rip. You remember I said that first episode she talked. Yeah, but like this older this over ghetto fine of the parents, if it's done out of comedy, yeah, it's not funny. Mm-mm. Um if it's done to like reinforce negative stereotypes it's offensive yeah either way yeah. it shouldn't be that way facts like it's it, so if we're if we're if we're watching this on 
volume, right? Typically, I want TV up about 70% of the volume. Yeah. That shit jumped to 90%. Mm. Like on a on a on an emotional on scale, scale on, a, yeah. on a scale, it goes from from like six to a nine quickly. Like fam, it it just seems so. Yeah, it was zingers and one liners. Like yo, if that this- was my issue with Bruchandria's character played by Light Skin Keisha, um, I felt like they were trying again to your point about the parent. They were trying to make her ghetto. Yeah. Like you trying to show me that she hood. Don't force that, nigga. You can be from the hood and go to a fucking Ivy League school, bro. And what's so funny is they can keep all the same dialogue, but just turn that it's shit down. It's the way they fucking delivering it. They delivering it loud. They delivering it brash. Moving with them. And they moving the neck. They doing all the stereotypical shit that I feel like y'all trying to fucking do something, Now, I've bro. definitely seen parents shoot shade back and yeah. forth with each other, but it's never that obvious. Yeah. It's never that like, loud, rather. It's, some, it's always obvious, but it's not like... When you go back and you look at that whole scene, even when the white parent, when they when they start talking about Invisible Man being about racism in America, and the white I father that was goes... too much, too. He goes, oh, what does that have to do in a class about whatever type of literature they said? What does this book have to do with da da da? But even the way the dad said it, yeah, I felt like that statement was them again trying to push yeah. something. And I'm okay with the statement, but the it's statement a valid went question. Yeah. If like there's a way, I want them to ask that question. How people really ask that question in real life? Yeah, because they don't. Because they want to. Even if they are racist, yeah. even if they are prejudiced, I won't say racist or whatever, and they don't understand. What's going on? They will ask that question, but they'll ask it in a way that it, that it comes off professional. But everybody know what the fuck time you on. Yeah, I would rather be more realistic in this particular situation. I didn't feel that way. Something like okay, all three of those statements between both of their moms and the dude and the white dude, they all stood out. Yeah, and they on purpose because they draw attention to it. So why are you trying to draw attention to it to prove that? Oh, even people from the hood can go to college yep or are you trying to be funny if it's the hood from the go to college there's a better or more tasteful or more realistic way to do that and if it's for the 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 one-liners and the zingers for jokes it's not funny yeah and i just i felt like in addition to all of that man like when you see how the two mothers the black mothers interacted with one another and then you see how they responded to that white dude but you see how the white dude when he asked a question, he was very calm. He yeah, Again, his question was valid if he felt like that's valid. Nigga, I'm never going to say white people need to shut the fuck up in these moments. No, nigga, if you think, yo, this book, if y'all feel like this is about racism, what does that have to do with this type of literature? Ask your question. Facts, because if I was in a, in a in a European class yeah. and he was trying to explain to me, I'd be like, yo, what does got to do what with What the fuck that got to do? So I wasn't mad at this question, but then, like, their response to him was very, like... Nigga, if you don't get why this da 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 boop bop message boop you bop 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 diddy bop, I was like, God damn! Oh, I didn't explain it. You didn't explain how it actually makes sense. And that's me. where. It, so I, I really wanted them to again. What they've they've kind of like left me in a weird spot with Bruchandier's character because I feel like she's clearly smart. She in the top five GPA. She's smart as shit. She in this class, nigga. It's a class for niggas who are clearly smart. I felt like that was a great point to make her be like actually and then give her some bars to talk about with racism but you know what they did they gave it to the white professor he responded with the reasonable answer everybody else responded with heads and snaps and Where neck cracks nigga white professor ain't been around in three episodes um come on Rick's counselor how was she teaching the class nigga you the counselor fam jabari is the teacher's aide how did you come in you was teaching last week fam 
how like, the counselor for one individual student is teaching a whole class. I don't. Did they forget and, that she wasn't a teacher and she was just a counselor? Or? We talked about it earlier in the season. I don't even understand how you have three professors overseeing one class. Make that make sense. And they got like, why are three people talking about this one fucking canonical studies joint? But hey, I didn't go through a four-year uh, college. So. I did. And apparently I ain't fucking go to canonical studies, nigga, because this wasn't happening at Michigan State. But go green, nigga. Um, so anyway, after class, Reek ran up on Jabari. He turned in his paper, right? So what Reek still don't know, and what pissed me off less this episode than normal he gave Jabari this paper that Jabari is going to continue to use writing his book. Jabari's taking all of Reek's fucking papers and turning them into his book. So when Jabari was talking to him, he was like, yo, Reek, I know it's probably sad. Your parents ain't here. And you probably saw them other parents and got in your feelings. Like he was like that response you gave. I felt like that was personal. And Reek was like, no, nah, that's just how I felt based on a book. I'm good. And Jabari was like, man, I hear you, but I still feel like you, you're not telling me the truth. I want you to know you can be honest with me. You can trust me. You can trust me. Nigga, you're literally the last person I can trust this on this nigga campus, said, bro. Did you read the book, Professor? You can't trust anybody. Nigga. Not with the truth. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Because Jabari, I'm not Hold telling you dumb shit, ass. Like We just got finished explaining yeah. how... The truth can hurt you. And that book, you're like, nigga. And a week ago, we was talking about good and evil. Why that kid had to ask you, like, nigga, did you read nigga, the did book? did you read the book? I'm not, I don't <laughs> trust you, nigga. So then we see, they flip over to Queens. We see Too Big back in the city. He pull up on Spank, mom. Spank, if y'all don't remember, was the young dog with the afro that used to be with Too Big. Wore the goofy-ass glasses. Didn't look like he was a part of the game at all. But got killed after he snitched and got let out. And Tommy pulled up on him before he went to L.A. Pop that nigga in the head. Two bit went to go see Spank Moms. She came out and she was like, "Yo, nigga, why you out so early?" And nigga was like, "Yeah, man, they fucked up some paperwork. It was some shit with my arrest. You know, it wasn't on me, nigga. They fucked up." She was like, "Yeah, I heard the same shit happen to Spank, but niggas was talking about he was snitching." Two bit was the one that said Spank was snitching. Nigga wasn't niggas wasn't talking about it. I said it, but two bit was like, yeah, I handled them niggas. that was talking crazy about Spank. You know, that was my best friend. So if you need anything, here go a stack. Call me and let me know. Why you think he did that? You think he trying to like preserve like his like, yo, I'm, I'm back. What I brought in my notes is was this scene was totally useless. Cause they didn't explain anything to me in this scene. Um, I know what they could have done with this scene, but they I'm, didn't do it. Unless you about to make Lunell uh, a character. And salute um, to Lunell, but no. I tell you what really bothered me with this scene. What's that? And I'm pretty sure you guys didn't notice it, but I just be picking up on type of shit like this. Um, you know when they shoot movies, they shoot different scenes at different times and use different takes and different retakes and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Lunell had already cried in that first scene and I can see on her makeup where she had cried already yeah. and it was there the whole time and, uh, <laughs> and it was bothering me and then after she gave her a hug and walked away she cried I'm like oh they, they had to reuse the other scene it bothered the fuck out of shit me shit threw you off it, it, cause like Damn. you know the makeup be one color and then it just it was a line she had that little smear I'm thinking like why was she crying when she come out <laughs> like, like yo that shit it bothered the fuck out of me I know I know Y'all didn't see it or y'all saw it or whatever. It hey, but as we always say, go back and watch it. Yeah. Go back and watch it. Check that out. See what pissed Jay off, man. I didn't um, think but it, was, it was. To your point, this scene was useless. Wow. Um, 
Because you get and why you give her all that fucking money? <laughs> I'm like, nigga, you handed her all that bread and then went to him recup for twenty four grand. My nigga, nigga, that was a good eight thousand nine. You had enough, and if them was hundreds, and later in the episode when the nigga called Reek and told him, "Yo, I spent all my bread, nigga. Where that next reup? Like, nigga, how you spend twenty four racks? How much? How much dope you buying, nigga? Nigga, <laughs> you ain't even got it off yet. Like, come on, bro. Like, two bit. You actually don't move as smart as they try to make you seem like you move for you to get off that much dope." After I just paid you 24 racks yesterday. We're going to get into two bit. But to your point, pointless scene. I didn't really get the, the purpose of it. Because, again, unless, unless they setting something up for the future. So the only thing I could think that they can still do with this scene. So I know what they could have done with it and they didn't. But if, what they could still do is make Lunel. Like he won. Maybe make Lunel start to pitch around to the niggas in the neighborhood. Yo, I think this nigga snitched. Because why he out so early? Because if, if my son snitched. According to the streets, and he got out and got killed for it. Why y'all letting him walk around? Yeah, that's what. If they setting that up, I'm with it. If they not setting that up, this scene held no weight, man. Um, then we see Zeke. Do you think he kind of snitched? Nah, he was on the stand. He told the line. He he was on the stand for the because he got up there and he didn't really tell. Yeah, he got up there and it, I mean we talked about it last week or whatever episode that was, where he got up there and he said all the shit. He could say without crossing that line, like, I nigga, technically all I had to do was show up. I don't really have to give you nobody. But it was like, you kind of gave up Tariq in a minimum way. Like, you mentioned him when he didn't need to be mentioned. Facts. Um, You tried to throw Ghost under the bus, but Sachs wasn't allowing that because the uh, Democratic National Convention Committee won't let that happen. But you was ready to throw Ghost under the bus. You said Reek was a troubled kid who you picked up when he was in trouble and you don't know what he might be into. Like You kind of alluded to shit, but you didn't fully snitch. So we'll we'll see. But to his point, nigga, why are you out right now? Nigga, you're going to have to explain way more than, yo, uh, they fucked up How my arrest. How long has it been? What is the timeline? Oh, the timeline it got all shitty now, nigga. We don't know what the fuck the timeline is. Um, but speaking of of weird shit that's going on on the show, Zeke and Carrie, man. So uh, Carrie is Professor Milgram, the woman cop with the curly hair, who Zeke fucking. We talked about that last week. So he came to her office unexpected, knocked on the door. She like Zeke. You can't be showing up to my office hours, yo. Like this what shit the fuck? Frustrates me, man. Zeke's going to get them caught. This it frustrates me. It, I, I, if he don't get them caught, I'm mad at the show. I don't, I don't understand. Like he acting like he in love with the chick. Like him, you done. Which he might be. She look good. You fucking a teacher. I we went to school in an era where our teachers wasn't like really like but people when, you wanted to fuck. Facts. But when did he become this this wounded puppy? He type goofy shit? looking. Is it because she older? He now, now you nervous about playing basketball? He like, he like man. I, they got ESPN and scouts coming. Nigga, that's literally called hooping. Listen, you're not a baller, nigga. Like, like in real on, life, bro. niggas love that shit. But then he said something in that conversation that it didn't mean shit necessarily when he said it. You mean it. But it came up later, dog. So he said, I'm holding, he was like, it ain't about me. I'm holding down my whole family. And they depending on me so I can make it to the league so they can stop what they've been doing. And then he stopped. And he was like, so they could stop working. The pressure's on him to get the fucking Tejada family out the streets. But here's what Zeke don't know. Nigga, they're never leaving the streets. 
Diana, maybe. Drew, maybe. Kane, Monet, and Lorenzo, nigga, you could go make $500 million in the NBA. They're still going to be in the streets, bro. Zeke is the oldest 20-year-old I've ever seen in my fucking life. Zeke looks 32 off top. Like, he's the oldest 20-year-old Zeke ever. is nine feet tall. He looked goofy. He got a dad bod. He definitely built like a father athlete. He does not look athletic at all. No. Nigga, did you see that dunk in the, in the layup line, nigga? And is his character supposed to be intentionally dumb? I think so. Because... It, it irritates me when he's on camera because he's so goofy. He come off he, goofy. Uh, like a goof. Yeah. Not goofy. No, no, Goofy no. is like Joe Yeah, yeah. He, he, he comes off a fucking goof. Like yeah. he's an idiot. I get you. And it, it irritates me and it, it makes me think he can't act, but he may be acting this role. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it. What, what pisses me off about Zeke is when they had the little sex scene with him and Carrie last episode five before they went on a break or whatever, that was already unbelievable. But it was like, all right, y'all keep trying to stretch her sex addiction and make it seem like, all right, if any nigga is persistent enough, she'd throw them the fucking the pussy. But why are you in a relationship? Nigga, Zeke, you in love. No, and I'm like, Carrie, you should be having multiple dicks. Like, real talk. Like, I don't understand how a person that smart who knows she has a sex addiction would end up in a relationship with a kid. Yeah. Like yeah. I can see some one night shit in the in the bathroom cuz yep. you got you addict. Yeah. But you developing a full-fledged relationship that you're trying to continue. And here's the thing, she keep telling Zeke, "Yo, this ain't that and that ain't this," but then you're fucking him and spending the night with him and letting him shower at your cr- like you're not doing any of the shit that says I just wanted some young pipe from the star basketball player. Like you doing shit that says Nigga, I like y'all ordering food and shit. Like, fam, when we fuck, take showers, and order food and watch ESPN, we go together, nigga. Like, that's a go together sign. So, I don't know what she doing, but so she doing what what women say niggas do. Oh man, doing boyfriend things, doing all the girlfriend things, but not wanting to be his girlfriend. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So then, uh, Reek walking through through the dorm, headed back to his crib. He run into Lauren and her parents. Right, Lauren invited him to lunch. She like why. What Lauren, we was just beefed out last week. You stormed out of my crib. And you gave me the eye when I walked in, and you kind of tried to hold me in And class. your parents don't like me. And you know they don't approve of me. Why did they? Why did you invite me to lunch? And he literally, Reek did what he's supposed to do. Hey, how y'all doing, Mr. and Mrs. Da-da-da? Hey, hi, Tariq, whatever. They gave him a fake hi. And Lauren, like, we were just on our way to lunch. You're welcome to join us. Why, fam? You're mad at me from the other day. Your parents don't like me. They love Malcolm, who you just broke up with, and all y'all was being weird in class. Why the fuck did you invite me to lunch? Literally on my, literally on like I have no idea why she invited him. But then Reek was like, "All right, let me run to my dorm real quick. I gotta grab some, and then I'll be ready." Why did Lauren go? Why the fuck is you like come? She went to go argue about last week or the other day or whatever, fam. Why did you invite me to lunch if you still mad at this? Like, come on. Like, if we didn't go to my room to argue about this shit, was you just finna be fake at lunch? Like, what the fuck? But she followed the nigga back to the dorm. She like, what was that the other night? So Reek told her, like, yo, you had just broke up with Malcolm. Shit was kind of weird. I would have been a whole ass nigga if I tried you, so. Well, I've been, because I didn't like this term of asshole. Yeah. So, like. I like whole ass nigga, but that might be the Detroit. I don't think, I don't think that's what he meant, though. Like, if you just broke up with your boyfriend and then you fuck with me and I go and try to get with you. 
then tomorrow y'all gonna be back together and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm the a, asshole so like more outside. on the like mob Italian asshole where they say like you got me looking like an asshole yeah. like alright I got you I got you Um, he could've meant it that way cause like he said on that, that shit. On that rebound shit, especially on the loan. That's what I wanted him to say. Like, I'm not a rebound, fam. I didn't know if you really liked me or not. And then you tell me you broke up with this nigga a few hours ago. Now right you over here trying to fuck. After we get a, a, an assignment to use guile and suspicion. Yeah, and- yeah it just felt weird. And, and he could even. So this is the one thing I hate about Reek. Not just with the girls on the show, but with everybody he interacts with who has an issue with something he do. His follow up ain't never there. And I wish they would give, like, he literally could have said that. Like, yo, we just got this random assignment about being, you know, having guile and having, like, some fucking sort of secrecy to get information. And then you break up with a nigga and all of a sudden you with the smoke that you've never been with prior to that. It just felt weird, nigga. And I ain't know how to handle it in the moment I got caught up. My bad. Like, if you ain't mean like that, I ain't mean nothing in you. Cool. He also could have said, yo, nigga, I ain't a rebound. So whatever you was doing with, with him... I wanted you to figure that out first. And if that was real, if y'all was really through, then me and you could do Clearly me and you got some fucking smoke. But I ain't trying to be with it if if you was going to go back to that nigga the morning after I hit. Fuck out of here. Like, but Rick ain't say none of that. He said, yo, I ain't want to be an asshole and da-da-da-da. And she like, why you ain't just tell me that? Before Rick could even reply, knock at the door. I got to admit, when I first saw who was at the door... Got a little irritated. By the middle of the episode, I was hell too. by the middle of the episode, I might have been her biggest fan, nigga. Like, I felt like she was great. Effie popped up at the door. If y'all don't remember Effie, that was Shorty with the fucking afro from Choke, who um, played Reek, told the principal he was selling pills. Why are women mean? Effie is so rude. She walked in that bitch rude as shit. Like, and then, but why are women mean, A, but why do women assume, B? Because Lauren, as mad as you might have been with Effie in that moment, she ain't do nothing but walk in the room. She literally just came in the room, and then Lauren was like, oh, so this explains the other day. Like, no, it don't. It literally don't. Nigga, she walked in the room. I said, what the fuck are you doing here? What do you want? Nigga. We're clearly not cool. <laughs> and fuck? then Lauren was like, oh, this tells me what happened the other day. It don't. If this explains the other day, I don't know what happened the other day. Because clearly me and you had two different other days, nigga, because this ain't the explanation. But she goes, uh, this explains the other day, and she stormed out. Oh, she's big mad. Effie came in on all bullshit, nigga. Slow walking and doing all this seductive shit. Giving Reek the look, though. I'm like, yo, this girl 18 years old, too, fam. Facts. And by the way, how the fuck did they all get into college? My nigga, I don't know how Effie at Yale. She's in Yale? Y'all was in high school. Brayden and fucking Reek. And here's the thing. We know Reek went early. How the fuck are Effie and Brayden in college, dog? I don't fucking know. I, I'm not understanding it at all. Like, it's a it's a weird little timeline thing happening there. But Effie told him, like, yo, it's homecoming weekend, Yale versus Stanfield, Stansfield, rivalry game. She like, I'm up here with the packs of coke. Didn't we see snow at some point? Uh, Probably. I feel like the first couple episodes. And now it's not snow outside. Because if it's homecoming, it's sometime in late, late September, October. So, like, this a year. Like, how long has it been? I don't know. Since I don't know how died. long Reek's been in school, nigga. Even when uh when Reek went to meet with the attorney, um with with Alvin from the Cosby Show, that nigga said, "Oh man, did you graduate already?" 
Nigga, how long has it been, Elvin? I think he was, that you he was trying to hold him. I I kind of guessed like he was being sarcastic, but I also so was look, thinking like, nigga, so this around October then, right? Uh, gotta be. So that's the beginning of the school year. So all that shit with ghosts, ghosts died. Must have to died at the end of the summer then. Okay. Um, and this is the new semester he got put into. So we just skipped his whole graduation essentially. Yeah. But I didn't know he was in 12th grade, but that's neither here nor there. I don't even think Reek was in 12th grade. I really feel like that nigga was at like the end of 11th grade 10th, 11th and then grade. skipped 12th to go to college. I have no fucking clue. But Effie popped up. She like, yo, nigga, I'm here with the Coke. Came up from Yale. We fuck. It's a cash cow. Uh, some people turn 18 in the 12th grade. Yeah. So if he was in 11th grade and got pushed up early, he turned 18, he turned 18 in, in college. college. See, I turned 18 in college because I graduated at 17 okay. from high school, but my birthday in September. So I turned 18 three weeks, two weeks after I started college. Yeah, I turned 18 in high school in April, but then we was out of school in June. For the whole, yeah, yeah. But um, she like, yo, Reek, I don't know y'all's school. I need your help with this Coke. Oh, mind you. At the beginning of the episode, when Reek was talking to Braden about, yo, we got our re-up with the weed and the pills, Braden was like, nigga, we need to get into this Coke. Why don't Reek want to sell Coke? Or does he not want to sell Coke with Braden? I feel like he don't want to sell Coke with Braden. Well, he probably don't want to sell Coke. He might not, but I feel like being, because look at how quick he jumped into it with Effie. Well, because the nigga just shot I mean, the gun in his it. face. Yeah. It like, he needed it. How's he going to get $24,000? It wasn't like, it wasn't like a, yeah, granted, he definitely needed to sell the coke, but it also wasn't like a, I don't know what I'm doing or I don't, like, he wasn't scared of coke. And nigga, I think he just felt like, yo, this is easier to do with Brayton, less, specifically. Yeah, less traffic. I mean, how do we sell coke? And we can't sell coke through, uh, nigga, buy the coke, cook the coke, cut it. Where we going to cook the coke and cut it? And do all where we gonna do all well, he ain't cooking the coke if he's selling straight up coke. But definitely before you call yourself numbing it. Yeah, and nigga yeah, ben, nigga would have been fucking it, nigga. But when they in the dorm, like we can't be cutting all this shit up, chopping it up, doing all this shit with the bricks. Like we can't do that from the dorm. I can't have Monique and them or Monet and so, them doing that. There's certain drugs you can't sell in college. And crack and co- like come on, fam. Yeah. Well, not, not if not if you're trying to end with the system they have going with the app and shit. Like, we have a very clandestine way of selling these drugs. We put more heat on us the more we deal with certain types of drugs. Pills is one thing, nigga. Coke is another. So he had told Brayden, no, I'm not with this Coke shit. But when Effie popped up, she like, yo, I got a bag full of Coke. I'm trying to get it off right now. I want you to partner with me 50-50. I just don't know how to move it on y'all campus. Mm. And she like, it's a gold mine, nigga. Everybody is is here. Their parents is here. We can get this shit off. Reek was like... Nah, I'm cool. I ain't in the game no more. He told us straight up, I ain't selling none of that. Yeah, because he wanted. He he said no. Yeah. Until he needed the money. Yeah. And so. he told her, nigga, since you just fucked up my lunch with Shorty, I like get the fuck out. He so kicked like, her out. So I wonder how Rick views Braden. What's the point of Braden? So initially, I thought he was going to utilize Braden's assets. Right? Braden is wealthy, not just rich. Wealthy. Go watch uh, whatever Chris Rock stand-up is where he explains the difference between being rich and being wealthy, nigga. Braden's family has wealth. Rico already utilized Braden's wealth to get into the room they in. Let me get away from Zeke. Keep all this shit I'm doing with Monet and them away from Zeke. Go room up with Braden. 
But I thought he was going to be using Braden's money or access to money. Like, yo, even Braden told him when he said that shit about, yo, I did it because I needed to get money from my mom's lawyer. Braden was like, nigga, don't keep telling me about your mom's lawyer. You know you could have came to me for that shit. You about to give me $24,000? He might have. No, the fuck you not. He might have. I don't believe it. I thought that he was going to try to quote unquote bring him in. When they had that little talk about, yo, keep me in the dark. Uh-huh. Fam, just tell a nigga. That my dad owed money just showed up with a put a pistol in my face and said, "Give me twenty four thousand dollars by tomorrow." Yeah, um, and that's what it is. And I yeah. went and I went and I I did. I got some fucking coke. Now yeah. this is not no game I want to do for the foreseeable future. But let's get into but it. But I'm in a fucking bind, and she literally walked in my fucking. Ap- I would. I didn't see. So back to my point earlier. This is one of them times where Reek lied, and I didn't get why. Like nigga, if Effie wouldn't have came over. That random day, you Rick literally could be dead by now. Rick, nigga, two bit would have been on your motherfucking head, dog. Why was two bit so angry at, at, at him? Nigga, two bit. I don't. I I think two bit just wanted to scare the nigga. Like nigga, like I I didn't get why he was so angry at him. Two bit like, came in that bitch ready. So two bit ran into Lauren and them out in the fucking so unbelievable corridor. So unbelievable. He ran into them out in the little quad or whatever, and saw a black family and approached them like, "Yo, do y'all know where the freshman dorms is?" They like they over there. Yo, um, who you here to see? You too young to be a parent. He like, oh, I'm here to see my cousin, Tariq. Fam, first of all, you finna go in here and threaten a nigga with a heat. You wouldn't be telling him all this shit. You giving yourself away if something happened to Tariq. But then them, y'all wouldn't be. Oh, Tariq Storm is right over here. Uh, all the names, the are, names on the are on the door. Fam. I would rather him just walk through that bitch and just and found find it. Because this shit was too. This was unbelievable, dog. Like, And I'm like, yeah, Lauren's parents might be straight-laced and all that. And she might be straight-laced. They not that dumb that they would just fucking say, yo, nigga, Tariq St. Patrick live over here. A strange man who said he was his cousin. Like, get the fuck out of here. Because, like, y'all asked him the last name. Yeah, like St. Patrick. I could say. First uh, of all, what other Tariq go there? I've been. Who knows? Especially in this day and age. Also a fact. If I'm like, y'all here to see Jason Johnson? Absolutely. Yeah, just sure. Like on some um, yeah. Queen and Slim shit. Yeah. Oh, you know the Andersons? And that nigga just talked himself into yeah. the yeah. So they told that nigga where the fuck Reek lived. Reek, um, in the dorm, he didn't kicked out. Effie kicked out Lauren. He in there trying to write his paper. Here come fucking two big with the heat. And he was like, yo, Ghost owed me money. Ghost told me he'd take care of me if I did X, Y, Z. So I'm here to collect. I need 24 racks. I'm a reasonable man. I need about a morrow. But, nigga, but, you're not reasonable with a gun in my mouth. But what you, for fe- my chin what or you fell into, realize, nigga, I was going to take care of you while you was in prison <laughs> literally literally because i was gonna make like, sure didn't shit happen yeah and give you some money take care of your family some yeah. shit like that or or make sure that you don't want for in prison yeah that was gonna cost me twenty four thousand, nigga yeah because you can't even you literally can't get that amount of muff money on your jpay every month literally that's a fact second fact is nigga you only out because of me like we're me davis and tasha even though she don't notice, but like we're the reason you out. You taking the stand. Now, granted, Reek don't know that Two Bit is also trying to set him up or be a part of setting him up. But it's like, nigga, you only out because of us. So I'm hoping that he gonna link with Two Bit and make some money. Reek needs some muscle, and we learned that this episode because Reek not a fighter. Reek a lover. Reek be fucking effies in them. He don't know how to scrap when them killers pull up, but. 
Reek told that nigga, yo, I get you the bread, like just fucking that back nigga the fuck up. Nigga. Immediately. Yeah, Reek didn't like put up much of a fight. Where, I was kind of disappointed. Where is that? that if you don't get your gun in my face, how the fuck you gonna get some money? Yeah. If if my dad owe you money, we can figure something out. But nigga, yeah. relax. You ain't getting nigga, you can either kill me and get nothing or leave me, pull that gun down and we can figure this out. Point Come blank on, Reek. Nigga, you Come need on, me. Reek. I don't need you. Nigga, I got bread. I got bread. And, nigga, I just tried to hand you a little knot. You talking about, oh, what's that, your lunch money? Nigga, this is what you, you just gave to Spank Mom. Why you got my dad, daddy's go watch on? I am glad Reek said that, though. Like, nigga, I see you got Ghost Rolly on. Because, nigga, come on, fam. Like you talking about he owe you, nigga? He let you get a Rolex. Go sell that. Truth. Like, that motherfucker got me in a wheel. I don't get shit until I get out of hey. college. Would you like to wait for four years, hey. motherfucker? Because otherwise, I need you to back that fucking gun up, nigga, and relax. Let's sit down and talk about this. And he don't and know Tariq. And on the and nigga bringing it back to the coke shit, yo, up here, this how we moving these pills and weed and shit. But if you want to make some real money, I'm going to start moving coke. You know how to deal coke and do all that. He don't know how Tariq get down. He don't. He don't know nothing about He Tariq. don't know. But I'm like, I feel like on Reek and like, that would have been the smart play. Like, yo, game this nigga up. Like, fam. Why do he think Reek can give him $24,000 though? He don't know he shit Because he think them niggas him. is just rich. So that's that's that hood mentality, right? Like a motherfucker come from where you not from, and you just assume they got access to anything. And you and you actually think I can just go into the bank and get twenty four thousand dollars and just come out of that bitch with that bitch tomorrow? Which isn't a thing. Which isn't a thing, nigga. We got to go through mad fucking uh, red tape, nigga, for me gotta, to go get twenty four racks legally. You better go put the order in because the bank gonna tell your ass we don't got it. Yeah. If we give you twenty four thousand dollars right now, we gonna run out of money for everybody else. So Reek scared as fuck. He go to fucking ghost attorney and he asked for an advance on the inheritance. Clearly, Reek don't know how inheritances work. Ain't no such thing as an advance on an inheritance, nigga. We either giving you the inheritance or you have to meet terms of the inheritance. Unless you call like J.G. Wentworth. I mean, because, you know, then they, then you 877, get, you know what I'm saying? Ain't they the one to do the, if you got an annuity payment, if you yeah, got yeah, this, you got yeah. that. So the, the fucking lawyer nigga was like, bro, that ain't how this shit work. Like, unless you graduated with that 3-5, nigga, you ain't getting this bread. And Reek was like, but I'm doing excellent in my classes. Dog was like, oh, what about that uh, paper you failed, though? Like, I seen that. Nigga was like, point blank, you ain't getting the bread. So then Reek called Tasha. He like, yo, is there any lockboxes around the city that might have some extra bread in it? She was like, nigga, don't you think I would have told you that if there was, motherfucker, we ain't got no money? Like what's going on So he like look I can't tell you I don't want you to get involved Why well, Reek He got his daddy Gene in him dog Fem how involved Can I get through the sale Who I'm calling Fem Tasha just looked at Two bit funny For even bringing your name up Y'all don't think It's maybe a good time To be like Yo man That nigga two bit Pulled up saying Ghost owe the money Do he even know two bit Reek Yeah He know who he is He know his name two bit I don't know I don't know if you know that, but he know his face. You know the fuck he is. You know he was with Tommy and them. But I'm like, just saying, like, yo, dog pulled up saying James owe the money, nigga. I don't know what the fuck is up, but nigga asked for 24 racks. Like, let your mom. Granted, I don't think Tasha is Who the nearly fuck asked for twenty four thousand dollars. Nigga, why not twenty five or twenty? And, and like, what's what, funny? What the fuck? Reek and uh, Effie got off fifty grand of coke. Reek made twenty five. You could have had a whole another thousand. You just wanted twenty four. Like that's random as fuck. But then that nigga told Tasha, like, you know what? Don't even figure it. Don't even worry about it. I'm going to figure it out. But he was like, yo, it's a girl I want to work with, but she kind of played me last year. So how do I, like, trust her again? Tasha gave him that little bullshit advice. You know what you do? When your father cheated on me, 
I made him trust me and it worked like a charm. What does that even mean, my nigga? So because Ghost trusted you, nigga, clearly it didn't work like a charm. You in jail in your oranges. And that nigga did. You in there in your jail oranges, nigga. No, that shit didn't work like a fucking charm. So then uh, Reek linked up with Effie, told her, look, all right, I changed my mind. Like, let's move some coke. I'll show you how to do this, son. And she like, word, nigga, you wearing a wire? I like Effie energy, dog. I ain't gonna lie. She was like, nigga, you wearing a wire? Because earlier you wasn't with the smoke. Now you up here talking about, yeah, let's move this coke, nigga. Reek like, nah, shit changed. When we was at fucking Cho, you know, you did that shit. I really liked you. So I just felt like that was fucked up. And she like, look. Or he was like, I help you. She was like, well, why you need my help? He was like, I need to help pay for my mom lawyer fees. Why? Right, this is what I'm confused at. Okay. So she like, oh, you must really hate me. This is the first yeah, yeah. You must really hate me. And, you know, I was just doing what I had to do. You know, you ever been somewhere where you, you didn't want to do it, but you did it anyway? But you had to do it, yeah. Why'd you have to do it? Who are you working for? Yeah. Who was that mystery person? Because it was never explained to us. Why did you have to set Reek up? Yeah. It, it. We just. We never learned who her crew was. Clearly, she was working for somebody bigger than her. We never learned about that shit. We never got the fucking full, like, brunt of what she had going on. But nevertheless, Reek told her about that shit with Tasha, and she immediately folded because she felt like Reek was letting her in. And he even said that, like, I don't even let myself like people. Like, you hold me, and I don't even let people in. Yeah, like, I liked you, and I don't ever like nobody. And then I let you in, and you played me like that? Well, that's tough. Reek was running game, though. No, I'll be for real like that. Oh, no, no, no. We for real like that. I'd be like, but Rick was running some game. He was doing that shit. Tasha told me. I don't even be fucking with y'all like that. Not and let you in and out. Yeah. So then, him and Effie start fucking around. Get my toxic bag. I mean, we can do that too. We here. We here. It's already been a pot. Where we at? Two hours. Oh, nigga, we got, a, we got a whole another hour to get toxic, nigga. Let's get into it. Um, but. Reek told her all that shit. She felt like he let her in. So then she was like, "Well, look, I'm here now. You could trust me." They got to going, dog, and they had their little sex. She 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 brung her a little boy chest. Yeah, <laughs> she definitely was built like me I up like, in that bitch. Reek took his took his shirt off. Like damn, he bigger than her. Reek definitely Balls. had bigger titties than she did. Um, but these are well, they are not. They eighteen ish. Yeah, on the show they eighteen, but they yeah, like in real life they like twenty two. Um, but what I will say, dog, and I wanted to, I mentioned this earlier, dog. Let's let's talk about Reek three women for a minute. Effie just skyrocketed to the top for me. I don't know why, but her and Reek's chemistry felt so much better. So I like him and Lauren. Don't get me wrong. Lauren's cool as shit. Yeah, Lauren got the good energy. Lauren is cool good as vibes. shit. She's a great woman for him. The same way Angie was a great woman for Ghosts. Like, where it's like, you supportive, you like my one side, but you don't get my drug side or whatever, whatever. Um, So I like Lauren. But nigga, Effie just felt like Reek could actually be Reek. And she even said it when she took his shirt off and saw his strap. Before she said, you ain't got to worry about that. You safe with me. She pulled her gun out, nigga. Like, a little ass 380. And she had a little 32. And look, she said it. She was like, you and me, we the same. She was gaming that nigga, he dog. Nigga that 32, he going to be mad as fuck at you. Yeah, nah, <laughs> now I got a 32 in me, dog. Like, really? Really? Damn, nigga just got bit by a dog. Like, dog, you going to hit me with this pellet? Now you can die from a dog. I mean, you can die but, from 32. You know what I'm saying? You got to hit me real particular, nigga. But 
I, I like their energy, dog. And they got to fucking and shit, and it wasn't weird. I swear to God, I forgot 32s exist. <laughs> I really. Hey, do. anybody who still want to buy me and Jay Christmas gifts, buy uh, Jay two 32s. <laughs> I forgot that. Give him mine, dog. But, um, and I, I like everything she did just felt like, because the one thing with Reek women, Diana don't seem sure of herself. And Lauren at times don't seem sure of herself. Nigga, Effie was like, nigga, give me a gun. I'm about to put it in your drawer. And I'm grabbing a rubber. And we about to get to the bed. Like, she just was with the business, dog. I like their energy. I like how they got down. It felt natural. Yeah, it feel weird to my, when I think about them being 18, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like young. Even when Reek took his shirt off, I literally said, ew. Yeah. I don't want to see young Reek bird can, chest. Can you, can you picture your 18-year-old daughter walking around with a strap? Nah. Like nah. selling drugs with a strap a and with a fucking coat on and a bra under that motherfucker. I'm cool on the whole, all of the above. That shit, wow. So, meanwhile, on the other side of town, Jabari, we got to bring this nigga in because we got to talk about what he doing. Had a little meeting. So he had his meeting with his uh, literary agent, and his agent told him, "Yo, I love that last chapter you sent me." I'm so confused. Apparently, he just sending that nigga reek words. I'm 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 so confused at what the fuck reek is writing. Because he asked him, how did, I want to know, how did he get info about a kid inside of a crime family? Yeah. Reek, what the fuck Reek, are you why writing? why are you writing your story, bro? Like, what? Are you yeah. are you snitching on yourself? I don't know why Reek's writing the Tariq St. Patrick story. I don't know why Reek's giving up so many fucking things in his damn, like, damn, these are college papers. Are you writing on a book or life? Like, I don't need to read biography, bro. What part? How would you ever write a story about a kid in a crime family for one of these reports? Reek, I don't understand it. Yeah, I, I really didn't understand what Reek was putting together. But apparently Reek writing some shit because the literary agent was like, yo. Um, I do not like that nigga. Nah, he's a weirdo. He's a fucking super weirdo. But the nigga was like, yo. Long story short, the fucking publishers is loving this whole new angle you got going on, and they rocking with you. So because of that, I need to know, like, what's the rest of the book? Like, we on chapter six. How does it end? And the nigga Jabari don't know how it ends because I'm not writing this shit. Jabari look like a fucking crackhead. Jabari was like, uh, I want this to be the black, the the literary tale of the black man. And I'm like, Jabari, what the fuck are you talking about? You're high as shit, nigga. You high as a fucking giraffe earring, nigga. I don't like this nigga, dog. But the nigga Jabari realized, okay, I need to have Reek keep writing these little extra credit papers and figure out what he's doing in his life because I clearly don't fucking know. So he went back to the office. He started looking up Reek's dad, Angie, the murders, all this shit. Niggas getting killed. He learning more about Tariq. And then as he reading through Reek's latest paper, the Invisible Man joint, or I'm sorry, the one from last week, the extra credit joint, where he told Reek right about relationships and all that. He started realizing Reek's talking about his relationship with a woman. Whole time Reek talking about Lauren, saying like she's good for me and da 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 da. da. She brings out the best in me. Jabari still but, think Reek fucking carry. You know what's so funny? And the 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 hilariously funny portion of this one is that pencil snap. Um, oh man, he crushed a pencil. Like that shit is wild. But the fact that you read something about a woman having a lame boyfriend that comes around and thought that that was yourself, man, nigga, man. you think that you lame, nigga. You projecting energy on me, dog. 
I've been I've been in my all my notes I say Professor Lane. Yeah. Um, but like, nigga, you read a note. So let's just think this. Let's just think this out. Okay. Let's go through it. You think that Carrie is having sex with Reek, which is gross, by the way. Yeah. So you tell Reek to write a story about a love story, but make it really, really personal. Yep. And you think Reek is writing about Carrie and her nerd boyfriend, which would be you. Yep. You think he would tell you that he's fucking your girlfriend? Like, come on, fam. Like, that don't even make sense. Even if Carrie wasn't your girlfriend, you think he would tell you he's fucking a teacher? You think he would even start to allude to that? After I told you, I don't trust you, nigga. Nigga. Like, why would I give you that type of fucking indicator? But because he thinks that him and Carrie are having sex. Yeah. And that the corny boyfriend, it would have to be you. Why do you think I would tell you that I'm fucking your girl? I literally wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like, I promise on everything I wouldn't do that. As extra credit for you to give me a good grade. Nigga. <laughs> And what? why Why is nigga still talking about my failed paper And I'm writing you mad extra credit papers Nigga have I not gotten that credit yet bro Like, And who, who got access to my files nigga? How, does, <laughs> how the fucking lawyer Go nigga? change my grade bro Like why the lawyer know nigga Oh man so uh, In the fucking dumbest move in history After Reek fucked Effie Apparently they didn't stay together for the night Cause Reek got up and dipped to go meet Drew At a motel It was daytime Remember when Effie came over there. Oh, well, I'm just saying they ain't stay together, yeah. period. But he dips. He goes to fucking meet Drew at a motel. He don't realize Jabari's following him. Because now Jabari on his fucking, you fucking carry. So when wow. Jabari first saw him, Reek was on the phone texting. Wow. So Jabari called Carrie. She ain't pick up. She texted him back. I'm with a student. So now he really furious, nigga. And it's How like. How did he find Tariq to follow him? Jabari. At night. This was my issue with this entire episode. More than anything they did this whole episode, bro. Jabari, if you think Reek and Carrie fucking, instead of following Tariq, why don't you just go follow Carrie? You know where she lives. You know where her office at. She teaches with you. My nigga, easy as one, two, three. When she said, I'm in the office with a student, go to her office. It's next door to yours. Outside the door. My nigga. You could literally see if Reek went to her office to go fuck. Is that the building that they were going into? Oh, man. If Reek didn't go to her office where mine is, maybe she not fucking Reek. Maybe she fucking a six foot 12 basketball player who's kind of goof. I don't know. How did he find Tariq to follow him? I have no clue. I have no clue. He just saw Reek in the quad and was like, I bet I'm on your ass. So then he follows Reek. First of all, Reek was like 1,900 yards ahead of this nigga before Jabari started following him. So how did you keep up with him all the way to the motel in the Bronx? Y'all leaving midtown Manhattan to the Bronx, and you kept up with this nigga the whole time, but he was already fucking 300 yards ahead of you. Okay. So Jabari follows this nigga to a motel, random ass shit, Reek pulled up on the fucking motel, knocks on the door. It's Drew. Let's talk about how dumb this scene was right here. Drew opened the door, and in the history of fucking drug dealing, I have never seen two niggas exchange drugs <laughs> in the doorway of a public motel. Then why'd you get the motel? First of all, I literally could have come to your house. Off top. Off top. Or you could have came Second to of all, but I'm not Uber. Nigga, you come up here for the dick from Evan? You up there getting fucked? 
Drewski? You up there getting popped in your booski? Drewski? Come on, Drewski? Nigga, but no, you want to meet in this random broke down motel in the Bronx. First of all, nigga, we both from Queens. Why the fuck are we in the Bronx? <laughs> like, it's mad questions. But then, why in the hell did y'all have a full conversation about the whole operation in the doorway? Loud enough for a nigga who's around the corner to, to hear, hear it. it. Man, that nigga Jabari heard about DC Joe. He was taking notes like, uh, oh, who is DC Joe? Then the nigga's like, oh, course correct like come on nigga you mentioning course correct in the doorway my nigga you're literally blowing the fucking bag right now bro don't make no fucking sense at all dog in the whole time they just having a pure ass conversation in the middle of the motherfucking doorway jabari taking notes so now not only does jabari see reek getting a book bag full of something he hear that reek selling something hear that reek making a lot of money off course correct and here's that Reek is the owner, of course, correct. Like, nigga, Jabari got the whole play that quick. What the fuck just happened? And the first thing he think to do is cock block. Nigga. Let me call. Let me text Terry. Be careful with Reek. I hear like, it. <laughs> nigga, and Carrie over there like, nigga, I'm sucking Zeke dick right now. I don't even know what the fuck you talking about, Jabari, nigga. Like, the hell you talking about, Damon? Like, what is Jabari on, dog? So then... The nigga fucking reek. He gets his re up from uh from Drew. He goes back to school, I guess. Effie comes over again, and this time reek telling her how to slang the work and shit. He agreed to it earlier. Now he actually showing her like, yo, the fucking kids is up here. He was like, you can kind of tell by their interaction with their parents what kind of energy they on. Real quick, you can look at these niggas and tell if they need a bag of this coke. So he telling her all that, giving her the game. She's soaking it up, but then she like. Yeah, so we're going to get to work later, nigga. I'm trying to fuck again. That nigga Reek like, man, I'm glad you don't go to school here because I would never get no work done. Reek, you don't get no work done now, nigga. Somehow. Somehow all you do is run around all day, literally from Queens to the Bronx to Manhattan, and then you turn in 24-page papers, nigga. Get a car, nigga. Fam. Nigga, take 2000 of them dollars you making for Davis one time and go buy a little beat-up, dog. Um, Like a little A to B. Reek can get around an A to B. At this time, David's not backing out this case. Yeah, he not. So you, can, you don't you, have to pay this nigga every week. You can stop paying him. What are you going to do? And nigga, fam, I don't know if niggas have ever had a returner or an attorney, but pay the retainer. And then at the end, y'all discuss the fucking total bill. Nigga, like, yo, I want to retain you for this much. When the case is over, nigga, let's talk about how much it costs. Reek, what the fuck are you paying this nigga weekly for? I just don't understand. But... Meanwhile, Brayden is at lunch with his parents and his siblings, right? He got a brother, Trace, who we all know, and then he got a little sister. Brayden realized when this nigga Trace knows start bleeding, yo, something up with that nigga. So he asked his sister, what the fuck wrong with Trace? She like, oh, we had a few lines earlier. He'll be all right when he calmed down, when he come off his high. Brayden like, nigga, where the fuck y'all get coke? She like, I mean, shit, I don't, I don't know, nigga. I ain't putting you on my dealer. So now Brayden in his mind like, who the fuck came to sell coke on me and Reek campus, nigga? We sell the drugs up here, dog. Fuck is going down? Why does nigga think he a kingpin? Brayden absolutely thinks that they have a monopoly on the drugs on this campus. Nigga, Whole time. Pills. One, we sell pills. Two, nigga, we got into the pill game by taking over a nigga who was already selling pills at the frat parties. The white dude. 
who they brought the stripper Epiphany to his room and shit. Nigga, Brayden, why you think y'all the only ones selling dope, bro? It's college. It's going to be a couple niggas up there slinging, bro. Um, But more importantly, to Jay's point, y'all don't sell coke. And Rick just told you we ain't got to get into that game, bro. We making money. We lucrative good how we are. You relax. There's only one drug on this campus. Yeah, nigga, pills and weed. Two drugs, but one drug dealer. And I'm like, Brayden, what the fuck? So now he pissed the fuck off. Speaking of pissed off, let's talk about Kane. So Kane obviously been working with the GTG, just robbed a church last week, got off on that. Now he back with the GTG niggas with the leader, Guap, and some young nigga named Bars. And he telling them, yo, Reek is the reason that Monet don't work with y'all no more. Never mind the fact that whatever happened with Monet and the GTG, Kane, you were the one who beat up Guap and pulled a strap. Beat the fuck out of him. Almost killed this nigga. But now you there saying, oh, this all Reek fault. Like, Monet would be fucking with y'all if it wasn't for Tariq. So, you know, let's kill this little nigga. So they getting a young nigga, the nigga Bars, they getting him dressed up for the rivalry game between Yale and Stansfield. They got him in a Stansfield hoodie, putting paint on him. Not a bad idea. It wasn't a bad idea. Keep this nigga low-key, make him look like a student or a fan. And even if, he, even if he's on camera, his face is painted. And they gave him a knife. Told him, yo, it's going to be metal detectors at the basketball game. So here, this knife won't go off. Probably a plastic joint. It was a toothbrush. Oh, was that a shiv? Yep. They gave him a shiv? Okay, I wasn't really paying attention, but good catch. So they told him this shit won't go off. Corner that nigga, get him alone, and when you kill that nigga, call us. He like, yo, are we killing this freak nigga again? Kane like, nigga, you scared? Guap like, nah, bars don't get scared of nobody, nigga. Bars with that smoke. So I'm like, okay, we finna see a little throwdown up in this bitch. So everybody getting ready to go to fucking game. Meanwhile, Reek and Effie just fucking collected 50 racks real quick. Effie got on the campus after Reek told us how to move that work. She sold it. She gave Reek his 25. Reek lit. Too big hit him up with my money at nigga. Yeah. So Reek like, hey, Effie, like, I got to go. But let's link later, though. He like, how long you here? She like, just for the weekend. But I can stay a couple extra days. He lying. Somebody got to go pay his mom's lawyer. She like, let's go with you. Yeah, nah. he like, no, no, no. And I'm like, hey, that's reasonable. I don't want you to pull up on my family attorney or whatever. It's about my mom case. You ain't got to be there. But same time. We ain't no relationship. We just yeah. smashed. Effie, I literally haven't seen you since I last seen you. <laughs> so, but he like, you know what? Let's get together later, though. You know, I wouldn't mind you staying a couple days longer than the weekend. She like, bet I'm with the smoke. So then he texting 2-Bit like, yo, meet me at the fucking basketball game. When you get to the arena, text me. 2-Bit like, bet. Meanwhile, on the way to the game, Carrie ran into Zeke. And oh, real quick, back to Effie. She randomly mentioned when he was like, I want you to stay a little bit longer if you can. She was like, you sure your roommate would be cool with that? I don't know, because that nigga used to have a crush on me when we was at Choke. I don't know if he'd be cool with us fucking and shit. He was like, I, I handle that nigga. I worry, I worry about Brayden. Don't, don't trip. So then Carrie running to Zeke on the way to the game. She like, Zeke, how you feeling? You feel a little bit better now? He like, yeah, I'm good. Da, da, da. They talking, chopping it up. Here come Monet. Why Monet don't know how to talk to people? Like, ever. I want her. I want I want Mary J. To turn the toughness down just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, how she delivers hey. something. Like, I get it. You the strong like, I feel like... I want her to turn that tough down. I want Zeke to turn his goof down, nigga. Everybody turn their shit down just a little bit, bro. Because y'all niggas is acting a little OD, bro. Like... I, I never feel like Mary J's character 
is talking. She I never feel going like off all the time. It's two dialogues. I mean, I'm sorry. It's two monologues, but it's never a dialogue. Mm. I, and whoever she's acting in, I don't never feel like they're talking to each other. I always yeah. feel like she's reading her lines. Yeah, because they come so it's aggressive. Matter of fact, yeah. I just want that part to be shored up a little bit. And so Carrie's standing there talking to Zeke. Monet pop up and she like, oh, is this the teacher who got you suspended? And it's like, whoa, nigga, no, this my counselor, motherfucker, Shandy, my teacher. He called a kid. Miss Professor Mer, um, whatever. And Monet was like, not granted. If Monet is feeling on some like motherly, because she raised Zeke. She is auntie, but she raised him. So she feeling some like mm, this weird energy with this teacher. That's one thing, but just being weird and like aggressive and mean and all that shit off the bridge. It's like Monet, relax a little bit. Like damn, nigga, figure this shit out before you start going crazy. So she asked Zeke, like, "Yo, Zeke, you ready?" And Zeke, like, "Yeah, Auntie. I mean, you know, I was a little nervous, but I'm cool now." And then Monique was like, "Nigga, you better fucking, uh, you better not fuck this up, and you better go put on a show for the scouts." Damn, relax, auntie. Like, I'm not going to fuck it up. Like, calm down, bro. I'm cool on whatever the fuck you, you know. I get it. And she like, nigga, you need, this family's dependent on you. And it's like. I just want to add that niggas be lying online. Oh, that's a um, fact. People who I know. I'm like. That's a fact. Y'all just be lying on the internet. You know what's wild about niggas lying online? They do it for no reason. I know you. Like, you doing it for no reason. You lying online and literally nobody was asking you about the shit you lying about. Like, you just went up there and lied to the internet. I'm sorry. That had nothing to do with no, that. No, no, no. I, I looked at happens. my phone and I'm disgusted. It happens, dog. But um, the nigga Monet told him, like, yo, you better not fuck this up. Go out there, show out for them scouts. And then she gave a nigga a Rolex, which I'm like, okay, whatever. Money play, I guess. I don't know. You Like, why are you trying to impress Zeke? With a, and I'm like, you all concerned about his NBA career, nigga? Don't you know giving that nigga a Rolex probably ain't the smoothest thing, nigga? I mean, give him a Hummer, LeBron. You know what I'm saying? They questioning fucking Zion about money he took at Duke right now. When that LeBron Hummer shit came on, fam, that was the most obvious play ever, and nobody said shit. I called in the radio trying to defend that nigga, dog. Well, his mama, nigga, what could you say? What was the defense? I'm like. That nigga about to be worth a lot of fucking money next year. Whoever gave it to him, they figure they're good on the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're going to give me back next year plus interest. Yeah. And let that nigga do what he want to do. Well, that nigga Zeke took the rolling and went on to go fucking hoop, man. So I, then. I'm always telling my kids to take the money in college, by the way. I was watching He Got Game the other day, um, which I believe is available on like Cinemax or Showtime right now. I'm, I'm forgetting which channel. Might be HBO. Anyway. It was a scene where, uh, so I didn't realize that him and his sister's apartment came from his coach. And then it's a scene where his uncle comes to pick him up in a new Lexus. And he asking his uncle, like, how you get this Lexus? And he's like, oh, you know, it was a gift. Nah, nah, nah. And, but I put it in, it's in our name. Like, we good. And he like, nigga, you know what could happen to me if I'm even seeing in this? And the whole time I'm thinking like, nigga, but you live in your own apartment provided by your head coach and whatever scouts he know and shit. So it's like, nigga. All that high school shit, y'all taking money, dog. When you at that level, I know it's money coming to you, bro. It's only illegal for the organization, not for the player. I'm Man. taking the money. And, nigga, the worst that's going to happen to the player, i.e. Reggie Bush, they're going to take your award. And granted, as a nigga who watched Reggie Bush for them three years he was in college, I don't give a fuck what y'all take from that nigga. That nigga was the best football player in college. Take his Heisman. I don't give a fuck. I want to be rich. I've seen it, nigga. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, let's get to the basketball game, dog. So Reed go up in the game when he first walk in the arena. He noticed a nigga who got paint on on his face. He got some bright ass shoes. I kind of like the little killer nigga having a bright ass shoes. It was a callback to pink shoes season one, and those expensive shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's not well. It's not that. The kids on campus can't afford it. Yeah. That's not they swag. Either. But I'm just noticing something different about this nigga. Like Reed kind of saw him out the corner and he ain't he ain't threatened initially. You know you notice tennis shoe green shoes. Yeah, right? man. And it was again, it was that pink shoes callback. You remember first season Ghost was trying to figure out who the fuck is this chick with the pink shoes who keep killing my enemies before I get to them. I don't know what's going on, but I don't like it, nigga. Or she killing my premieres before I have a chance to go talk to them. Like I don't know what the fuck's happening. So Reek noticed the nigga, but he ain't think nothing of it. He go up in the arena. He go sit down with Monet and Kane and them. Now, Monet got the whole family there. Kane, Diana, Drew, Monet, they all there. Reek sit next to Monet. Drew and Kane sitting behind them. Reek don't know, obviously, that Kane is a part of this whole setup to get him killed at this game. So, Kane phone go off. Or, I'm sorry, Reek phone go off. It's two bit. Like, yo, nigga, I'm here. Where you want me to meet you? Reek like, nigga, meet me at the front. So when he get up to leave, he like, yo, I'm about to go to the concession. Y'all want something? Diana like, yeah, give me a water. Kane put a whole order in. Nigga, let me get some nachos, some fries, an orange soda, burger, two hot dogs. I'm like, Kane, nigga, relax. Hey, listen. Reek was not coming back with that nigga food no matter what. No matter what. <laughs> that but nigga I- looked at his ass like... Nigga, this the courtesy acts. Now I don't I don't want <laughs> nigga. I didn't that nigga asked for seven things. Nigga, no, Kane. I'm not coming back with all that fucking shit. So Reek like, all right, man, I'll be right back. So Reek go out there. And when he go out, he realized that the paint face bright shoes, nigga, is right there again. So he like, all right, niggas, this nigga follow me. So he start to walk a little bit and he see old boy walking. So then Reek text two bit, like, hey, meet me at the pool. Too bit like I bet. Soon as Reek sent that text, he took off running. So when he break out running, bright shoes niggas start running. This nigga bars chasing after him and shit. So Reek runs obviously to the pool room. They get in there. Reek like, yo, what the fuck, nigga? Like, who the fuck is you? Bars like, yeah, nigga, you tried to fucking play the GTG, nigga. Now you gonna die, bro? So we get to wrestling with Reek or whatever. They get to tussling. Reek can't scrap. Reek ain't a scrapper. So Reek get took down pretty easy. Bars pull a knife out, the little shiv, and now he ready to get with this nigga. Before he could fucking get with him, that nigga 2-bit runs in there, grabs a pole, smacks Bars up the back of the head real quick, knocked him out. Then when he knocked him out, he went on and drowned that nigga in the pool right fast. That's what he getting. Reek snatched that little fanny pack off the nigga. Quick. Real quick, real quick. So then they start going through the nigga Bars' phone, and the nigga said, Whoever had text bars was like, yo, is the nigga Reek dead yet? So Reek see that and he like, oh shit, like, two bit, somebody wanted me dead. What the fuck? Two bit like, nigga, who the fuck trying to kill you, dog? Reek like, nigga, I don't know. So they was like, nigga, is Reek dead? So two bit took the phone, took a picture of bars, sent that shit back, like, yep. So initially, I'm guessing they thought that was Reek, nigga. No, the, the message said, is it done yet? And he sent a picture to him saying, yeah, but it was, oh, boy. Yeah, it was bars. But I'm thinking the initial, like, at least from two, I'm thinking two bits sent that picture because it's bars laying in the pool. You don't see that nigga face. So I'm thinking two bits sent that picture to make it seem like, yeah, this reek is done. I never thought about that way. Yeah. I thought it was the exact way that they sent it because y'all just dressed the nigga. Yeah. Yeah. You would know what he got on. Yeah. But um, so reek 
Oh, I'm sorry, 2 bits sent that picture back, and then he told Reek, like, yo, clean up everything you touch, little stupid-ass nigga. Like, he talked to Reek wild, dog. <laughs> like, he kind of talked to everybody that way. That's though. also a fact. 2 bit aggressive-ass nigga. That nigga talked to uh, the Lala that way. <laughs> <laughs> the boss wife. Like, bitch, shut the fuck up, boy. <laughs> before I drop you like I did this bitch. <laughs> like, damn, 2 Rest in peace, Debo, man. So then, 2-Bit told, uh, he told Reek, like, yo, nigga, thanks for this 24 racks. But now the brick went up, nigga. nigga I just saved your fucking life. I just life. saved your life, nigga. Now what? I'm going to need 20 to 50 in the next couple of days. Nigga, that's Reek's a $30,000 like, difference. Where the fuck I'm going to get that? Now, nigga. Who the fuck says between 20 and 50? How much money you want, nigga? So let me I laughed the at that. Up? So when he first hit me up in the dorm room, I laughed at too big because he was like, Yo, nigga, first payment is 24K. Nigga, what's the total payments? How many payments do I got to make? Like, I need to know all of it so I know how much I need to owe you, dog. Like, I'm not with this every week. You just throwing a number. So the nigga uh, 2-Bit told the nigga, like, yo, man, I'm going to collect. I'll call you, nigga. Don't call me. So then Reek go back to the game. I laughed because he still grabbed Diana water. Yeah. That was my funniest part, nigga. And looked at, looked at Kane like, yeah, they was out. Nigga, I asked you for seven things. They was out of all the motherfuckers? Yeah, nigga. I fucking hate that this nigga uh, came mustache with no... Um, yeah, I don't like it. And what's fucked up, I'm I'm almost confident in saying that nigga Woody has consistently been the best actor on here. Like, I, I almost feel good about that. But that mustache, no connect, is a motherfucker, dog. Like, it's really weird. But he told a nigga Kane, yeah, they... um. They was out, whoop, whoop, whoop. So Kane looking like, nigga, what the fuck happened? Next thing you know, Kane get a fucking text. It's Guap from the GTG. Like, yo, you set bars up, nigga, for an ambush? I'm going to clip you, nigga. Because he was like, yo, this is on you. So yeah. I think them niggas was in a group thread. Now, when I, when I watched it the it's second wild. time. It's wild. Like, when I watched it back the second time, it looked like the first one was a picture of the body. Yeah. Then the other one said, this on you, Kane. Yeah. And then another message was like, we coming to clip you. We going to clip you. So then, so Guap was like, nigga, we going to clip you. And so then Kane stood up. So he had to go call Guap or call uh, Bars, see what the fuck was going on. So when he called Bars' phone, Reek got Bars' phone. Reek picked up the phone. He ain't say nothing. Soon as he picked up, Kane go, yo, whoever this is. Nigga, you dead, bro. Like I didn't get that part into just now. Yeah. I'm thinking like, how the fuck did they get? Yeah. Like, Reek still have bar shit. So he like, whoever this is, nigga, that sent this picture of bars, I don't know. But nigga, you dead. And I'm like. I peeped that whole time that Monet, though I don't like her acting. Facts. Uh, she peep energy. She was keeping an eye on everybody. She looked yeah. at everybody energy yep. and yep. like she she's very observant. One hundred everything that's going on. That's her best leadership quality, dog. Like that's that's what she does that I feel like is the smartest out of every move she makes because I think she turns she alienates her children. Um, she's alienating the cop who's there to like help her and give her police information and help her kids get out of trouble. She does a lot of weird shit that I don't think she should do, but, um, she does do a great job at at least recognizing that, yo, I, I see y'all, I see y'all and I know what y'all doing. I know what you into nigga. Let's, let's talk about it. So she peeped what was going on with, uh, with, Reek and with Kane and just their energy. She ain't know what happened, obviously. She knew their energy was off, dog. Meanwhile, just something we got to throw in there because it leads up to what happened next. 
They at the basketball game, right? So Drew locked eyes with Evan, his little boo, who hooped, and he making the spot hot. Evan trying not, they ain't giving you no energy, nigga. I told you, don't bring this shit around my motherfucking teammates, nigga. Now, granted, Evan a whole ass nigga. Because if you're going to be gay, nigga, just be gay, bro. But. No, I'm on Evan team, though. I'm on well, Evan, I'm, I'm on, on Evan team in the fact that he told Drew, he kept it a buck with him, right? I he mean, told him, nigga, I'm trying to get to the league. Like, I ain't going to get there gay. Like, look, it is what it is. The world yeah. don't, everybody in the world don't accept this shit. And it's Facts. probably going to be harder for me to get to the league. Why the fuck is you trying to compromise that shit? If yeah. you really care about the nigga, let the nigga get his bag. Let him get in the fucking league. Let if him you, sign if the he's still fucking first. with you at that point, y'all figure it out, nigga. But like, let that nigga get his fucking money. Man. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. How, how, how somebody is with their uh, their own, their personal journey or their persuasion or whatever. Yeah. Nigga, you can't dictate that for, shit for nobody. Nigga, you live your life the way you live it. Facts. So then after Kane called the phone and Reek realized that it was Kane who set him up, he texts Effie like, yo, Kane link letters. Sorry. Now, this is one of them other things that I feel like, Reek, you could have smoothly gotten out of this. Without like pissing off the chick. Granted, I feel like Effie overreacted a little bit, but I'm like, Reek, you could have said that better. He like, I can't link later. Sorry, nigga. Say, yo, something came up. Like, no, man, that's cool. Hey, I can't link later. Sorry. Like, it don't. She act like she overreacted because her response was, "Fuck you." Damn, nigga, that quick. I just put the pipe in you last night and this morning. I can't link, and I said I'm sorry, but. With women, and this is something that I feel like we should all have learned over the years, sometimes you have to over-communicate. No. And in this case, I feel like, yo, Reek, just be like, can't leak later. Nigga, we drug hit, dealers. Can't link later. I hit you tomorrow. Nigga, we drug dealers. We don't even be communicating It was that like sorry this. that I feel like threw her off, that sent her in the overdrive. If nigga. I would have said, can't link. Can't link later. No. I hit you tomorrow. Hey, I can't link. That's worse than, hey, I can't link later. So, Like, damn. Yeah, but she definitely overreacted. We didn't cause, have plans. Because the fuck you was wild. And what I also thought was wild, why was you sitting in them uh in the dorm steps? Nigga, I just got to the game. I ain't going to be back for a while. We was getting together late. Where are you staying, Effie? Like, who you up here with? Who told you I was, like, who told you we was about to, what? Yeah, I don't, I don't get what the fucking energy was, but... Brayden, on the way back to his dorm, ran into Effie. She was sitting in the fucking dorm steps or whatever, and that nigga seen her. They hugged. She like, yo, your roommate played me, nigga. I don't know why Reek didn't tell him Effie was in town. So Brayden, oh, so when Brayden heard about the coke, I'm glad you brought that up. He told Reek, like, yo, my sister and Trace had some coke. I don't know who up here selling dope, but he was like, I know Effie probably up here from Yale. Did she hit you? Because she normally would have hit me. I'd have been like, yeah, she here and I just hit her earlier today. Yeah. Um, she probably like is she selling She pulled coke. up on me. She well, I mean, I'm not going to ride her out and say she's selling coke. Yeah, yeah, but she up here. Well, Effie is up here because uh, I smashed earlier today. That's the end of that. Yeah. Uh, but again, one of them lies that Reek tells for no reason. He, he is daddy's son, nigga. Because some of these lies get you in more trouble than the truth would, dog. But the nigga told uh, Brayden he ain't know Effie was up there. So when Effie seen her, or when Brayden seen Effie, he like, yo, nigga, I ain't know you was up here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She like, yeah, I'm up here for the game. He like, oh, that's what's up. Reek know you up here? She like, yeah, but that nigga played me for the night. So it's still cool right now because she like, what, what? he played me. And Brayden was like, oh, for a little blonde. Talking about Lauren. So it's still good. And then Brayden's sister walked up like, yo, hurry up, Brayden. You know how dad gets. We got to make it to Hamilton at whatever time. 
And then she realized that Effie was right there, and she was like, "Oh, hey, good so, to see you again." So what I thought was going on, which I'm I'm fairly sure was going on, yeah, she was lying to Brayden, so he didn't realize that she was up here selling coke. Yeah, when her sister walked up, when his sister walked up, and the cat was out of the bag, then she just threw Rico under the bus even more. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, you mean to tell me you were selling? Co- Fuck the whole shit up, this dog. This nigga act like he got cheated on. Fuck the entire shit up, bro. So that nigga Brayden, like, wait, you and Reek were selling coke? Oh, because when uh, Brayden's sister asked Effie if she had more coke, she like, nah, but I bet uh, your brother roommate does. Brayden like, wait, you were selling coke with Tariq? She like, uh, nigga, yeah. Like, and then he played me. So when you see him, tell that nigga suck my dick. I'm like, whoa, Effie, you getting a little out of pocket here. Like... At a certain point, we got to talk about fucking, you know, me and you are still drug dealers, and this shit could get ugly. Like, watch how you talk to me, nigga. Talk to me nice, bro. But overreaction aside, now Brayden pissed off, right? Because Brayden, like, nigga, what the fuck? Like, not only did you lie to me about Effie being up here, you lied to me about not knowing she was here, but, nigga, I specifically asked you yesterday morning if we could get into the coke game, and you told me no, and then a day later, you selling 50 racks worth of coke? Like, come on, bro. Like, I told you this was a hot weekend to get some coke off, and now you getting it off with Effie. Granted, you had a specific situation, but nigga, hit me. Let me know when I ask, bro. If nothing else, if you ain't going to tell me up front, when I ask you if you seen old girl, let me know. When I ask you if you knew she was up here selling coke, like, tell me something, dog. Like, you telling me a bunch of bullshit. So, Brayden rightfully a little irritated. But again. Nigga, some snitches. And here's the thing with Reek. Effie the snitched on, 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 on. Effie done already snitched on Reek before. Why you telling niggas that I'm selling drugs? Then you snitched to Brayden. After you snitched to the principal at Cho, when you just told me I could trust you. I won't say snitching. That you tell police. You tell it. Stop telling. You tell it. But you then. divulging information that don't belong to you. What I'm trying. Because you don't know what me and Brayden into. At all. So to be telling you him that I got coke. Like, don't tell Brayden I got coke in front of his sister. Why do his sister know your face? Like, what the fuck is. Effie not really good at this shit. And now his sister knows that Reek, Reek sells coke. drugs. And his brother know that Reek got pills. Like, come on. Come man. on, bro. Effie, you moving bad, dog. But then I'm also looking at Effie like, or I'm looking at Reek like, nigga, go tell Braden straight up. Fam, what we can't ignore is your brother walked in here and stole half our work. Period, point blank. Where my fucking money at? So until I'm paid for that half of the work, fuck that we made it up and got back to the connect. So I br- need that money. So another reason why I don't trust Brand, I mean Brayton character, because yeah. you talking about Reek, you could have came to me. Nigga, your brother stole half the work. Where the fucking money at? Literally. I need all of that. Matter of fuck your brother still in the work, nigga. You put the mo- you put yeah. that shit there. Yeah. You put that shit in the stash. You box hit the work and he stole it. One of y'all need to pay me, for dog. So if, if 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 I can come to you and ask you for fifty k or twenty four k, how about you just replace the fucking money I'm down? Facts, facts. Your brain ain't working that way, huh? Talk to how me. come when we ain't got no fucking work? You don't offer to up the up the money. Yeah, I'm doing all the shit. I'm taking all the risks. All your fam. Only thing you doing is taking money. Brayden, I ain't even send you to the motel to get the re up from Drew. I'm literally doing everything and then supplying you with it. And neither one of us are out there selling the course correct shit. We have people we pay to do it. 
We supply them with the work. They move the work across campus. You literally just collect them, bro. Only thing that you did was that very the tester to see if niggas yeah. liked it. The only drugs you sold was for cane. Directly. Yeah. You ain't really with this shit, bro. And that's why he, he think he hard now, so now he want to sell coke. Yeah. Because he sold some shit on shit with Kane. Yeah. And at the end of the day, dog, I was glad he hold your dumb ass and was like, nigga, how much do a brick of cocaine cost? Got do you know how bag. to cook it? Yeah. Do you know how it is? Do you... Do you even know You know anything who, about coke bro You don't So just, stop talking to me About this shit Just cause you're rich And you know drug users That don't mean Make you a good drug dealer Fam I know so many coke heads I don't think they'll be good At selling coke Nigga Period So After the fucking basketball game Stansfield won uh, Zeke apparently got off Went in there Bought out 40 point game Whoa 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 They go to the club To celebrate Him and his teammates Right So they pull up to the club while they there, Drew called Evan. Drew hit Evan like, yo, where you at? Evan ain't responding, nigga. Drew FaceTimed him. Evan ain't pick up. So then Drew like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to call my cousin. Called Zeke. Zeke like, yo, nigga, we at the club. We got a section right now. Pull up, Drew. So Drew took his ass up there to go cock block. Now, Drew, you want some real feminine energy right here? And I don't really like the way that you coming at the nigga Evan. Because, again, Evan done told you already what me and you do is what me and you do when we do it, nigga. But you ain't got to chase me around and all that. Like, you being weird now, bro. Like, even if I hit you back when I got to the dorm later and you pulled up, like, don't pull up on me at the club and you calling your cousin and pretending you want to hang with us and shit. Like, that's kind of weak. But Drew came to the club, hung out with them niggas, bought them some champagne. They got it in. They had a good ass night, right? While they there... The nigga, uh, it was two chicks, little groupie chicks came up. Didn't I see y'all on TV earlier? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Zeke like, nah, you ain't see me. You seen my boys, though. So, you know, why don't y'all get them some pussy? So Evan went out there with a chick knowing he ain't want to fuck. Evan can't get on that. Like, Evan, don't fuck. It's one thing if you hide being gay, nigga, but don't be fucking no girls, dog. And I don't know if you caught the one teammate was like, Ev, nigga, that's you right there. You ain't had no pussy all season. I'm like, fuck do they know about Evan, dog? Life. <laughs> so Drew get to the club They hang out Everybody get drunk Have a ball Evan pulled him to the side Tried to check him Drew was like Nigga um, Just be yourself Nigga woo, woo, woo. Evan like Bitch I'm being myself I hoop And I fuck you on the low Nigga relax Long story short They had a good time They got drunk They had a ball They leave the club While they leaving They like Where the fuck the Uber At the ride Ain't out here Da 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 So Zeke like Nigga fuck it We need to jog these calories off anyway So him and the two teammates Start running I don't know where the fuck they was jogging in the middle of fucking night in Them New niggas, York. That nigga was... They thought they was Floyd running from the club. And I air quotations running like fucking Tracy Morgan or something. Like, this shit was like, all right, what is going on? He not built like he do that. I'm going to just say that much. But uh, they get to running, and when they run around the corner, they hit the fucking corner, dog. They ran into the GTG niggas. Because guapping them there, ready to start some shit. So Guap pull a strap on them. They pull a strap on Drew and the teammates. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Zeke and the teammates. Evan and Drew walk up a little bit later. They run over there and Guap like, yo, nigga, I'm about to shoot your fucking cousin in his knee. Ruin this whole shit. And Drew like, no, 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 don't shoot him. If you're going to shoot somebody, shoot me. That nigga Guap said one of the fucking hardest things ever, nigga. That nigga said, hold on, let me find the bar. I wrote it down. That nigga said... Nah, I can't, can't find it, but he was like, nigga, I know Monique, it'll hurt Monet way more shooting Drew, or Zeke in the knee 
than killing her faggot ass son, nigga. And That's I what said, really God set him damn. off. And that nigga Drew turned Super Saiyan on them niggas, dog. Man, I've been trying to tell y'all niggas that Drew was the one. And he had the the calmness, the ready to get shit popping when they need to when need to be. He jumped across, tackled him, and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Now all Monet's sons have literally beat the shit out of old boy the exact same yeah. way. Yeah. Because exactly what happened was to happen the first time. Uh, Kane did. Kane yeah. beat him like Facts. that, beat his mouth bloody, then put so a dog gun to his fight. head. And Kane did it this episode when yeah. he gave him a little gun butt real quick. Like, yeah. God damn. Guap, you be getting your ass whooped by the Tejadas. Just What's want you to know. Interesting is that oh, Drew was telling old boy, you know, um, Basically, old boy thought he had Drew had this great family. He was like, "No, nah, nigga, it's certain shit that you know my family. Yeah, I'm trying to da da da." And then he had to show him who he. Like, you know, he said, "I got to hide too." Yeah, and um, he had to show to him be who like really my was. family. Yeah, and now he had to show him what his family was. Yeah. Dude was looking confused and shit. Low key, I was. This was some suspenseful shit. So look, when the nigga Drew whoop dog ass, he grabbed a gun, and mind you. The whole time he had the uh, Guap had the gun at Zeke knee. Yeah. So when Drew ran up on him and tackled him, the gun went off. Yeah. You didn't know. Did he hit Zeke? Zeke did he? Was Zeke was making that face like he might have just got shot, but it was also like, did he though? I don't fucking know. So after Drew whooped that nigga ass, he grabbed a fucking gun from him and pointed it at him. I'm like, oh shit, Drew might shoot this nigga in his fucking yeah. face. And everybody just sitting there staring like, what the fuck? So the other two uh, GTG niggas ran off, which I'm like, y'all some hoes. Where y'all guns at? And nigga, this y'all leader on the ground getting beat up. What's so funny is the other two basketball players that y'all was holding, them niggas dipped off, and yeah. y'all just was standing there. Yeah. But then later in on episode, y'all ready to kill Kane. Yeah. I, just, I didn't understand. Because y'all about that smoke, but when the gay nigga just whooped y'all I'll be honest, leader y'all, ass, y'all ain't do nothing. I wanted Drew to shoot this nigga in the head. I really did. I thought it was coming. I, I thought Drew was finna do it. And I'm not going to lie, dog. I said it last week when Drew popped a one nigga, and I was just like, his demeanor seemed very like, I'm with more shit than y'all might have thought I was with, dog. And this week, when he beat dog ass for calling him a faggot, hey, I'm with the smoke, Drew. I always thought Drew was the, you know, Monet was about to go into. She kind of sees that as well now. Um, and low-key, Tejada was telling the truth. Yeah. In prison, he was like, no, it's Drew. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't like the way that Monet came at Drew so quick, dog. Like, you heard a GTG nigga got jumped because Zeke called you in a panic. Nigga, did Zeke say, yo, he saved my life. Even the shit she threw at him, like, you don't get credit for putting out a fire you no, started. Really nigga, I didn't start shit. But before we knew all that shit, like, if there's beef with the GTG. Yeah. Because last time we seen you them, nigga, got we, beef with GTG. <laughs> holla at me, TWIC. <laughs> um, but like you know, we 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 on the outs with them. We kicked them niggas yeah, out yeah. the drug off the drug game. We beat them niggas up the whole nine yards. Yeah, we got to keep that shit away from Zeke. So if they ran up on you and Zeke was there, it looks like it's your fault because you keep running around Zeke to be up on this homeboy. Yep. I was on I was on point with that because like, why the fuck is you there? Yeah, like just literally, so I need to know why. Because, like, if they just after you, they could catch you anywhere. Zeke wouldn't be around, but you still run up under him and his homies because you're trying to get with him. Like, so I was there with her, yeah. but she didn't. he didn't know. She didn't know at the time that this was all because of Kane. Kane. Yeah, man. But so, Zeke, like the leader he is. He ain't fold. 
Or uh, Drew. Yeah. Drew, yeah. Drew ain't fault. Drew took that shit on the chin. Like, yo, nigga, Monet went off. She mad. She pissed at me. She think I almost could have just put Zeke in. And she even said, like, I told y'all keep Zeke away from what we do. Because clearly Zeke know. But he ain't involved. He said, because if this drug shit don't work out, Zeke is all we got. Yeah. Which brought back Zeke's point earlier. Like, no, nigga, my family, like, literally is dependent on me in a weird way. Yeah. Um. So, Drew... Went to Kane's little girlfriend. Apparently, everybody know where Kane girls stay. I don't know where why Kane think that's the hideout. He go over there. He like, yo, where the fuck's my brother? She like, man, he ain't here. Like, he with his other bitch. He like, all right, well, I'm just let you know. GTG niggas is looking for him, and they if they found or if I found you, they gonna find you too. Nigga. If I think you. If I think if I think he here, they gonna think he here. So the nigga, she like, oh shit, Kane, you ain't tell me you was fucking on the run, nigga. Like da da da, you ain't you using me as a safe house. How did um, how did Monet find out that Kane tried to kill Reek? So when Reek called Tasha and said, "Ma." Because you remember Tasha, I ain't like how Tasha picked up the phone, by the way. You must really miss me. I was like, damn. I literally said, who the fuck Tasha talking to, nigga? Like, she pen palling niggas, but she was talking to Reek. And Reek was like, ma, somebody tried to kill me today. Now, mind you, this is hours later by the time Reek said that shit. Which I also was like, nigga, I'd have told Effie and got some Oh, I just remember it. But when Reek told Tasha, yo, somebody tried to kill me, but I can't tell you what I think happened. And then Tasha called Lorenzo. Yeah. Or text Lorenzo and was like, yo, you need to uh, call me now. call me ASAP, right? The fuck now. So Lorenzo called her like, look, nigga, I don't know what you thought, but clearly you got the lines mixed up. Like, you don't reach out to me, fam. That's You don't come to bosses, nigga. I thought she about to be like, and yet here you are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted Tasha to kind of, because here's my thing. Lorenzo, nigga, again, me and Jay established this a long time ago. For you to talk like you the man, nigga, you weren't the man in Queens, bro, because uh, James St. Patrick was. And you wasn't a part of no premier set. So we ain't heard of the Tejadas at no point. So you wasn't getting money like that. A small time. Facts, nigga. Y'all literally a small time four family factor, dog. It's a family. That's it. Little yeah. GTG was four niggas. Yeah. Literally, GTG had the weakest crew in the history of crews, bro. And how you and your little tiny ass family, where is the money coming in to pay off all these cops? Man. Like, um, what are y'all the doing? CEOs to have you like, come on, man. This is come what on. are y'all doing, bro? So uh she called Lorenzo and was like, look, man, somebody come at my son again. I'm, I don't know how, but I'm going to find a way to get to your She's people. like, I thought, why you, why you lying to me telling me you the boss in that bitch? Yeah. Oh, I'm the man. So you mean to tell me you put a hit on my yeah. fucking son? Yeah, because if it was you. And now he all like, oh, tell me uh, about this. Wait, what? Oh, a second ago, it was, yeah, you I know got everything that's crossed nigga, and shit yeah. like that. No, nigga, you ain't no boss. If you touch what I love, I'm going to touch what you love. Yeah. Now, why don't you go ask And she Monet. told him. She said, if you hurt what's mine, I'm going to find a way to hurt what's yours. Because I know I'm in jail and I'm impaired right now, nigga. But I'm going to figure out how to get to your people. So then the next scene we see is Monet getting off the phone with Lorenzo. They having a whole combo. Drew overhears it and thinks they talking about him. So I think what set it off is the fact that they found out that a body was found in, in the, the pool. pool. Yep. And that's what it was. Yeah. Because clearly Drew told. Hmm. So this is before Drew went and talked to Kane. Or was it after? Um, hold on, let me look at my notes. I got them in uh, 
I got him in order. Yeah, this was after. Okay. This was after, yeah. Because she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. okay, okay. And um, even when, when Drew went and talked to Kane, Kane told him straight up, hey, after he was like, look, after that shit with Monet and then dad having me jumped and da, da, da. And Kane, Drew was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know dad did that to you, nigga. And so Drew started to get it a little bit, but he's still like, nigga. He think that his mom set him up to get beat up. Yeah. Nigga, I didn't know you was coming here. Yeah. <laughs> and then the nigga Drew was like, yo, nigga, if you want to make this right, you got to kill them GTG niggas. And Kane, like, nigga, say less. And I was going to do that anyway. But he didn't kill him. Why the fuck would he not kill the main nigga, bro? Like, why are you? And so I watched a little, you know how Courtney do her little after shit. I ain't, um, I'll never watch so I, I let it roll to that. And when she was talking about that part, she was like, she said something like, Kane about to start building a crew. Because he know now, officially, my mom don't fuck with me and but my dad don't fuck with before he found me. out his mom wasn't fucking with him. Yeah. So why would you not kill him? You just took a, Drew just told you this the way you get in. Man. And you didn't and kill him. On top of all that shit. The nigga who put the gun. He put the gun in your cousin knee. Your cousin who you know for a fact is not involved in this life. Could have just had his whole life ruined. You killed two goons. Man. And now you think y'all even. And Come you punched him in the mouth. And then you tell a nigga, nigga, I want half of everything y'all do, whether it's licks or whether y'all selling dope. Nigga, or. You know what I would do? I could just kill you. I would get up, wash my mouth the blood out. Get the GT Jiggas yeah. and be like, we about to go kill Kane. Yeah. Because like, clearly if my money? you know we still hitting licks and selling dope, you know I still have more crew than just the three niggas who got killed today. So we just going to kill you. You're a one-man army, clearly, because now you're over here begging for money. Yeah, we just going to kill you, dog. Um, meanwhile, the next fucking morning, Zeke pulled up to Carrie Crib. She just asked you to stop doing this, bro. But now he over there with the weird cry and shit, nigga. You know who Zeke look like, dog? Sheldon Williams, nigga. Zeke look like Sheldon fucking Williams from Duke, who got a baby with Candace Parker. And from the minute they got together, I said, nigga. And alimony. And alimony. Now, Sheldon Williams a king for getting that alimony, but. That's facts. Yeah, no, that's a strong black king for that. But um. Outside of that, that nigga still look like he might be a little slow bus. He got a splash of Down syndrome. Yeah, man, just a little bit. Splash. Like, enough where it's like, I'm down, but I got hops, yeah. so I can get up, nigga. Um, Small cap. He got up syndrome, nigga. So, Drew went over, or Zeke went over to Carrie Crib. He told her, you know, uh, I'm crying. I don't know what happened last night. Well, well, Carrie invited that nigga in. It was literally during that scene where she let him come in her apartment that I thought, Jabari's gonna be there and he's gonna see that Carrie let Zeke in the apartment and not Tariq in the apartment. And then I thought, this will be where Jabari realizes she ain't fucking Reek. She fucking Zeke. But nope, she never realized. Um, and yeah, that didn't happen. So then Kane went back to the crib, knocked on the door. Diana opened the door. She like cracked it and shit and was like, um, yeah, Monet said you chose yourself over the family, like you tried to kill Reek. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I know you ain't had shit to do with what happened to Zeke, but you tried to kill Tariq. So you put everybody in harm's way. She handed that nigga a little knot, saying, nigga, you need to get out of town. Monet ain't letting you in. You picking them niggas over me? No, nigga. Why you keep going against the family? Yeah. And she said, like, nigga, you know I don't have a say in this. Like, I don't get this. Why he's so mad at Tariq? Like that's what I really That's the one thing Where I feel like At the level of anger He has My nigga you They didn't the, set it up Well enough My nigga you the muscle Literally 
It don't matter what y'all selling. You the muscle. To the point we was talking about earlier on connected experience, though. If if power was chess, Kane is a pawn, and he think he's something else. He think he a rook. He think he's some, he think he's a more important piece. Nigga, you're a pawn. Your mom's a queen. Your dad's a king. She didn't told you that. She is literally. She gave you the game. But he thinks he's more important than he is. And when you think, when you got in your mind that you're bigger than you are. But he got a very important piece. Yeah. Because Pawns can do a million things on that board, dog. Because power is power. It don't Facts. matter what products Facts. that you're selling. We need muscle. It don't matter what moves you can make. You power is power, dog. You can't play the game of chess without the pawns. Every, every piece on a chessboard can be taken. Pawns, queens, kings, whatever. Everything in between. So if all y'all can be taken, nigga, utilize what you got. Play the hand you dealt. You a pawn, be a pawn, nigga. But he don't want to be that. He don't want to accept his fate. So when uh, Diana told him he replaced me. Replace you with what? Nigga, you don't sell drugs. Nigga, you literally weren't a front man, bro. You are the muscle. You show up to the drops so nothing happens to your mama. You was literally the only one who your mama trusted to move with her. Them other two, she never lets move with her, nigga. It's always a stretch when Drew go do something. She know he get, uh, he find a boyfriend and get all emotional. Diana, she worried about going out there and fucking drug dealers, which is wild because you got your daughter being a drug dealer and you don't want her to fuck drug dealers. But but you can fuck old men and cops, whatever. Um, but it's weird that Kane's that upset with uh Tariq that. He wouldn't kill the GTG nigga and trying to keep him around to Courtney's point, trying to start a crew. Nigga, to do what? Because here's the thing. When you, you try to, to kill Reek a, later. You about to start a crew with the niggas who tried to kill your family? Nigga, you about to start a crew when you going to fuck around and start a war. Like in real life. Man. This, the very nigga that you starting a crew with is the nigga that you went to kill. Yep. Yep. Um, And then Reek got back to the dorm. He saw Braden. Braden pissed off. Brain like, yo, I know you I know you lied to me about Effie. I know you were selling Coke. Yo, if this nigga Reek don't get off this girl shit, I don't like, like I can't nigga, but you had that girl. bitch up in here. Nigga, Fam, what? Here's the thing, Reek, none of that holds the weight you think it holds until you say her uncle's the feds. If you won't say that, which I still to this point don't know why he holding that. Like that's not a fucking ace. So once you say it, nigga, I didn't know that. So that doesn't impair my judgment anymore. But it's a good cover for Reek doing the things that he's doing. Like, yo, I didn't tell you because I don't know it's how involved a, you are. It's the worst cover because now you can be like, well, nigga, why the fuck you wouldn't tell me? It'll get you out of whatever the fuck he in with Brayden. But Brayden, like, nigga, I don't want to hear that shit about your mom. Like, you know, you could have came to me about that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Reek, like, nigga, I don't know what the fuck I can do because you got that bitch in here. Reek, you kind of acting feminine right now. I'm getting some feminine energy off you right now. So then Brayden was like, look, nigga. Run course correct by yourself. Or matter of fact, go run that shit with your new little girlfriend. He was like, did y'all fucking hear? Because it smelled weird earlier, nigga. I don't, I don't like that little 18-year-old pussy hair. Like, go get you an older bitch with a little pink hair, dog. I don't, I don't dig what you're doing. He was like, run the shit with course correct with Effie. Y'all get the fuck out of here. So they're reek, man. I don't got time for these emotional-ass niggas. All these we, niggas is we doing We're not in no much. fucking relationship. Like, you acting like like we, we go together or some shit, man. nigga. At the end of the day, nigga, you work for me. Period. You work for me. You but don't put no. Thing. You don't put no money up for the drugs. You don't take no risk for the drugs. Niggas ain't out here trying to kill you, nigga. You a fucking a rich ass little kid who spoiled as fuck. Yeah. Who got a, a a trust fund baby, and now you showing out because you don't like your fact that you and your your mom and your dad don't get along. Yeah. 
Like, come then on, man. Reek didn't fucking, uh, Reek doing what his dad wouldn't do either. You empowering niggas, talk about power, you empowering niggas who really just work for you and you telling them they partners and shit. The same shit, I feel like Ghost did that with fucking uh, Tasha, which is why Tasha felt so entitled to so much shit with regard to the dope game. Like, hey, Tasha, really all you do at minimum is launder money. You don't sell drugs. You not out here. Your life ain't on the fucking line every day like mine is. You launder money. So instead of empowering you and making you think that you the fucking man on these streets, let me put you in your place. Nigga, you work for me. You get paid because of me. And if I'm not getting paid, you don't eat. So Reef fucking Lex. Now, Brayden, yeah, he come from money, so he don't need Reek money. But I'm like, if I'm Reek, hey, yo, Brayden. Remember who the fuck you talking to, nigga? I'm the one with the connects. That nigga that came and kidnapped you, I'll put their family in check. Let's get that straight. Give me my motherfucking money. Keep doing this course correct shit. And I'm going to pay you when it's time to get paid. Other than that, nigga, stop thinking you bigger than what you are, bro. Before it causes a real fucking problem. That's what I would say. But Reek ain't me. Reek ain't OG. And Reek ain't part of the culture. Reek let that nigga Brayden hoe him. Then Reek called uh, Effie. Got her voicemail. What was you going to say to Effie? You should already said it when she said, fuck you. Yo, nigga, I don't know what you want, but some shit came up, nigga. Like, I was going to hit you tomorrow. You're going to be here all weekend, right? Let's get back together tomorrow, dog. Today ain't a good day right now. Something happened. Boom. Done. But Rick ain't do that. He ain't smooth. Meanwhile, on the other side of campus, Jabari downloading Course Correct. God damn it. God I'm done damn with it. this nigga. Jabari downloading Course Correct. Then Reek met with Monet with the fucking 4X Fendi coat on. I did not like this jacket. A nigga's been sucking that jacket off um, on the internet. That Fendi coat was trash. If you thought that Fendi coat was fresh, me and you got to talk, nigga. I've been seeing it. I've been seeing it on my timeline. That, that shit was not hard. Coat off. And um, here's the thing. Reek be having dog-ass coats. Uh, this now, wasn't one of them. Now, two-bit coat was cold. The fur joint? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, facts. Reek, nigga, I give Reek coat props every week. Dog. So they somebody, this I did shout out somebody said they, uh, whoever do the styling on um, Power Needed Award. Because they do be, everybody on that bitch be sharp. Niggas, for the most part. hey, I'm going to even though Monet, sometimes it'd be a little too say la vie for me. A little over on the, on the. Shit, but even, she be fresh. Uh, even Zeke be cool. Zeke be dressed. Zeke be dressed like a fly rich athlete, like yeah. or like he getting money and shit. Everybody except Monet family. I'll, other than Monet, them niggas be weird. Yeah, I don't, Monet know, what, be, I don't know what the fuck. Um, uh, Kane, you be know what though? Shit. Kane had the dog ass uh black Louis coat on a couple weeks ago. Uh, that bitch was that. hard. That bitch that. was hard with the little uh pouch on the back of that mother. That bitch was hard. Dog. He looked like he was out of a nineties uh, R and B video uh, Facts. Last, last week. Facts. Um, week. which is also the mustache playing a big part. But Facts. um, when Kane or I'm sorry, when Monet met up with Reek at the end by the bridge, fucking twelve X Fendi coat. Um, they had a dog said. ass combo. She told Reek straight up. I know it was Kane that set you up to be killed. If he try you again, we in the drug business, dog. If you kill that nigga, I get it. And I ain't going to retaliate. But if I find out you go after him, I kill you myself. I'm going to kill you myself. Like, nigga, I seen somebody manhandle you. How you going to kill me? Damn, Kane (laughs) threw you to the ground in that black uh, Louis coat he was just talking about and didn't even fucking wrinkle the coat. Shut up. Um, But then Reek told her, hey, I ain't tell my mom to call Lorenzo, but tell you what i tell you what nigga jeezy voice that nigga can't try to kill me again or y'all send anybody else at me it's gonna be a fucking problem nigga and they both kept it real and then that nigga said i'm short i need some work she said uh we just got some in 
Um, Where did they get drugs from that quick, though? Because he just read up the night before. In this whole situation, Rick did come out on top for a minute. What 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 the Monet family, the the Tejada family, yeah, because they all think he got down and killed yeah. that nigga in the pool. Yep, like yo, we we sent they don't know shit about too big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I hope because now that course correct is about to go down, you still need money. Yeah. So go ahead and work with two. Get the work from Monet. Give it the two bit. Busy with two bit, and yeah. then do that. And I'm wondering with with her telling DC Joe last week that I only need half the coke, but you can give me however much pills and weed you got. I'm wondering is is Reek gonna try to get down with two bit on the coke? Yeah. Like is they gonna get into that? Because he, you know, he can't. Well, he might be able to move whatever. He but. was moving pills with Tommy. That's yeah. why I'm like, it, it could be coke, it could be pills, but you have to if you reek. And to my point that I was trying to make last week. If they don't have Two Bit link with Reek and start being Reek crew, Two Bit has no point on this show. Because yeah. to the to the shit we was talking about at the beginning when and he pulled about up on Spank over, Mama, shit that was episode eight. We got two more. Episodes. We got two more, nigga. So where we headed? Tasha's still sitting in jail with them same braids. Yeah, I don't think she getting out. If it's gonna Not be this, this season, if she get out this season, it's gonna be what the last episode, nigga. Yeah. And then I'm wondering if they really setting it up how Sack said. Soon as Tasha get off, I'm arresting Reek in the courtroom. Yeah, that got to be the finale. Cause otherwise, y'all taking a little while to get where y'all going. But, um, did you watch the preview for next week? Nope. I did. I'm gonna let you watch it and uh and and see what you thought. But I'll be watching on demand. I'll be forgetting that it's at the end and shit. Yeah, yeah. But um, hey man, all 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 things said and done, this was a straight episode. Solid as for I enjoyed it. I thought it was. It paced well. They was moving in really fucking good, good pace, man. And and it just it felt like power. Like we saw a lot of exchanges of power in this episode. Um, I will strike myself. I am never one to not fucking admit when I'm wrong. I know I used to talk shit about her, but Effie came back blasting, nigga. Like I really enjoyed her on this episode. I think she overreacted when Reek said he needed to link later, but she still did well, and I like her and Reek's chemistry, but, dog. Like, I literally needed to link later. Fam, yeah, I can't link tonight. Like Someone's actively trying to kill me, man. and I don't and know. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I feel like if I tell you I can't link tonight, I shouldn't have to tell you I'm being threatened or, like, being attacked for you to be like, oh, okay. Like, I feel like you should just be like, okay, let me know when you're free. With drug dealers. Yeah, like, come on, bro. You know niggas is after me. Like, come on, man. But nevertheless, I was happy to see Effie. Never thought I'd say that. Personally, I would prefer... And Effie and Lauren type thing with Tariq rather than Lauren and Diana. It just felt a little bit more like the types of women that he are into right now. And this is nothing against Diana. I just feel like she's a lot less assertive than what Reek likes. Um They made they need to make her look on the show like she looks a little older on her Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause like she don't she yeah. not she not the the ideal type on this show she looks and acts very childish on the show and it, it comes off in her interactions with reek when they try to make them like romantic and she grown. And shit. yeah she's a grown-ass woman like uh michael rainey and all them no no, no. on the show she's grown like a oh, yeah, her mom just won't let her go to college yeah um she trying to hoop like zeke and mom was like no nah, fuck out of here oh, or is she is she in school i don't think she in school i think her and drew just like out here on some street shit like, I think high school over, nigga. Yeah. But, um, yo, man, y'all let us know what y'all thought about the episode. Let us know what y'all thought about the pod. We know we just had a good drunk-ass time. We had a ball. How much we give them, dog? Do we hit three? 
three oh fucking five. Yo, y'all let us know who potting three hours a week in a fucking pandemic every week. All pandemic, dog. When I tell y'all Ann and Jay is for the culture, I'm not lying to you, man. But on the flip side, what we do want to tell y'all before we go, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, whatever it is that you celebrate or acknowledge around this time of year. We wish y'all the best. We wish y'all safety, be healthy, um, and enjoy the time with your family, man. If you work in retail, we wishing nothing but good vibes to you. God bless you during this season. If you work in uh, packaging or parcel services or any of that, God bless you too. We know y'all getting slammed. Facts, Get my but, fucking packs. But, but run my shit though. Yeah, no, I got a couple things at USPS that need to come down to me ASAP. So get me those because I shouted you out. And uh, in the meantime, man, Merry Christmas to y'all. We hope y'all have an amazing fucking holiday. Um, if we get back here in the studio for the This Christmas Review, I guarantee it'll be a surprise because me and Jay don't know if we're going to do it ourselves. Till then, I am your host, Ant Wood. That's your host, Jay Johnson. This Week in Culture, episode 137. We out. Merry Christmas.